Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of E-Radio, in addition to also being an edition indirectly of Crowdsource Politics and Logical Checkmate Stream. I will be moderating a debate or conversation between the two of them. Um, it is my intent going forward to try to offer my services for this purpose. I've discussed with these gentlemen before bringing them on what kind of um, debate we're going to have. It is not, as of right now, my intent to enforce rigid time limits on how off, how long they are allowed to talk, but I do have that option available to me. Um, if for some reason it got out of hand, I don't think it will. These two are both usually very level-headed and very good at debating things concisely. Um, one of the things that I recognize that goes on right now in debates online is that they're usually a mess. You know, they're a, basically the Jerry Springer of um, internet arguments and debate. And for me, I don't like that format, mostly because of the fact that the, 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 I guess you could call it the mudslinging becomes more important than the content. And if something is important as Ukraine is being discussed, then I would prefer that it was being discussed uh, in a way that was intellectually sound. So um, also, as you guys can probably imagine, uh, I do not necessarily agree or disagree with what either of these gentlemen are saying on this topic. And feel free once again to tune in to my stuff. If you guys have anybody who wants to debate and wants a fair moderator, I'm not going to be giving any views of my own on this. If I do make any kind of interventions as far as to what is being said between the two of them, there are times during debates when I think somebody may believe that the, their opponent is saying something that they are not. So rather than sit and listen to somebody respond for a great deal of time, um, you know, on something that isn't even what the other guy believes, occasionally I may try to mediate in the perspective of like being a diplomat between the two sides, not to value one side over another. So with that said, I'm going to bring on one of these guys at a time. I do advise that you check out their channels. Uh, you know, even though obviously I don't agree or disagree with everything either of them say, links to their channels have been provided in the description of this video. And we're going to start with Crowdsource Politics, also known as Cypher. Hey, everybody. My name is Cypher. I have a channel called Crowdsource Politics. The goal of Crowdsource Politics was to bring in a bunch of different people from across the political spectrum and host a podcast together. Uh, that project is still ongoing. Well, the people that have brought it together to do said project are no longer working with it. So we're kind of doing this like crowdsourcing things from audience members, our Facebook group, uh, Twitter, Discord, etc. So that's what you can expect to see on my channel. I do a stream once a week stream live stream of the weekly news on Thursdays or most Thursdays anyways at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to roughly 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering the news that was of the last week with the kind of analysis only the crowd can provide. What you could expect on that show is similar to anything that you can get on NPR or any of the actual other news channels with a bit of my own personal opinion smattered throughout the discussions of whatever we cover. Uh, we also do a, another podcast called Cypher State, which is a foreign affairs and foreign policy focused podcast that I did with Tiberius D. And we're going to be uh, launching that back up starting next month. So, yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for B Radio for hosting. No problem. All right. So this is Paul, also known as Logical Checkmate. Go ahead and give your intro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm coming to you live from the gem of Central Europe, Czech Republic, where I'm currently at a holiday. So I apologize for rather rudimentary uh, conditions. No green screen, etc. No high-end microphone. Uh, that said, um, Paul, uh, my channel is mostly focused on, well, 
trying to find out truth of, of things where most people believe otherwise. Simply put, vast majority of people believe something to be true. I disagree and I prove that, or at least try to have pretty good track record so far. So, yeah. Okay, so before the broadcast began, um, I guess, first of all, we want to evaluate, you know, make sure that we are clear between the two of you. Um, what specifically are we debating today? <laughs> Probably should have done that before <laughs> we got on. I just forgot to ask because I think I know what we know, but I want to be sure that the two of you are aware of what the topic is. So go ahead and have an exchange then, Paul. What is it that that made you want to have this debate with Cypher? And, and Cypher, do you agree to, you know, that that's what you're going to be discussing today. Sounds fair to I me. Believe, Go ahead. I believe it was on, on, on Twitter since it is quite a while back. Uh, you had exchange with Cypher. I got tech there and um, Cypher said something to the extent that he doesn't see uh, the hand of the U.S. government in Ukraine and stuff like that. How? Oh, I didn't. I didn't began. say all that. <laughs> okay, then um, do apologize. You know. No, no, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. Listen quite a while, and I was like, it, basically, no, you you don't understand, you don't get it, and it's it's impossible to explain something so complex uh, via Twitter, uh, because uh, Twitter and you, yeah, yeah, for for those of you Thanks. who don't know, I'm over a year now working on a documentary uh, called "Those Responsible for Ukraine War," and I need to sum up this much things, squeeze it all in, while it being also. Uh, people be a, be engaged and be able to follow, and I hope you know, like I will at least somewhat you know, like do that here with you. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, it's to the audience. Yeah, we might have been disagreeing about who was ultimately responsible, but that isn't to say that the United States mm -hmm. has no culpability whatsoever within the Ukraine. The issue is, is that who is primarily responsible? And to me, the primary responsible party here is Russia because Russia mm -hmm. decided to invade. So that is where the moral calculus enters uh, primarily for me. And I'm sure we can talk about everything from whether or not right. the United States gave Russia a agreement on not expanding NATO all the way to who who actually violated Minsk one and two uh, might be mispronouncing that. But the, the agreements for ceasefire uh, brokered by the European Union between Russia and Ukraine. Um, and their respective parties. So, so in the um, ineffectual uh, coin toss that we did before, I basically uh, you won, Cipher. So you were free to go first um, if you feel that you have a you know you're ready to go ahead and give your initial point on Russia being involved in Ukraine and them being the chief movers. Sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll condense this as, as as short as possible as we can. Uh, roughly in there was two color revolutions in Ukraine, which is what uh, Russia likes to say is the United States' fault. That was the orange revolution. And, and then uh, there was was it the no, the I'm sorry, I'm getting things confused. Multiple color revolutions throughout all of Eastern former uh, well, Eastern Europe, former USSR bloc countries. And Russia likes to blame the United States for all of these, uh, whether or not the United States is, you know, pro democracy and fomenting it. I don't really care. I'm pro-democracy. The United States has a position that is pro-democratic and is uh, giving money to groups that are pro-democratic within these countries. And those lead to formative change where democracy is upheld. I'm okay with that. Now, that said, when we get to Ukraine, we have an issue with the Maidan revolution and who was in charge of that. 
everybody wants to talk about the Newland uh, tapes and whether or not that is actually Newland saying, yes, the United States is directly involved. Fuck the EU is the common refrain from that, co uh, that conversation that was only a clip of what was being said. Wonder why that was. And then also whether or not uh, the United States is directly involved in fomenting that one or not. I do not believe that the United States was directly involved. The organization for organization for the democracy it's uh i'm gonna get names wrong i apologize i know what i'm talking about i'm just bad with names so the uh <laughs> the uh the organization for democracy group did have some uh chapters within ukraine and those chapters did help with said revolution now does that mean the united states is directly responsible for said revolution does that mean the united states is controlling said revolution does it mean the united states picked who is in charge of Ukraine? I will say no, because the United States didn't get, not only did the United States not get everything that they wanted, they barely got anything that they wanted. Yes, the Ukrainians, Ukrainians needed a big brother in order to uh, protect them from the aggression that Russia has clearly been putting against Ukraine, but that isn't the same as the United States picking everything and going along with it and putting it into a puppet government. That is my basic that is my basic premise on this. All right, Paul. Um, right. So I go ahead and respond. Uh, I will have troubles because um, I think uh, uh, you fundamentally misunderstand as to what is the goal of U.S. government in, in this whole mess. If I might politely you know, disagree with you. Uh, as far as I see it and... You can follow the evidence and stuff like that that, that I've uncovered in, in the meantime. It is basically to force the EU to move away from Russia towards uh, American energy markets. Away from the Russian energy markets towards the American energy markets. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my uh, my video that I did on that, Cypher. I have not watched uh, your videos. I like going into right. these things blind without looking at people, so okay. I don't get biased before we get involved. Absolutely understand. You know, would probably do the same. Um, uh, are you familiar with, with Nord Stream Two and and the whole mess around? Uh, I'm familiar that there isn't anybody that actually knows what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I don't mean the the kaboom. You know, like oh, I mean okay. rather what was happening. You know, like the no, Nord Stream before. Two. Who uh, Nord Stream and Nord Stream Two? I'll just summarize it: two uh, pipelines that deliver natural gas from Russia to the First EU, and there was another pipeline that was supposed to go through Turkey that the United States was trying to help with. I want to say it was Iraq. Uh, to under to get uh, oil and, and natural gas also to the European Union, uh, Nord Stream two the Germans basically signed off on Russia because Russia gave them a better deal. The United States wasn't very keen on that, but didn't, in my opinion, uh, push too hot much back on that due to the time that the timing that it was hovering under. Um, at least initially, you know, when Ukraine popped off, eh, things got a little different. Right. Okay. So. I'll sum up my point as, as this. Yeah. The goal of the, and, and please, I, I know I will say things that are being used by Russian propaganda. Absolutely. You know, I would just ask audience to understand that propaganda is not necessarily lying. It is telling what serves. And sometimes truth simply serves. Russians also say truth. They lie a lot all the fucking time. Don't get me wrong. But they also say, say truth when it serves. Yeah. So if I may, uh, the entire point of all this mess is 
to uh, get EU abandoned Russia as uh, their supplier of uh, energies. And they were going about it that way. They've been crossing, crossing over Russian red lines. We can argue if they are reasonable or unreasonable, but they were quite well established for, for literally centuries, centuries of precedent. And they were crossing those red lines specifically with the intention of getting this war. If I could sum it up uh, morally and stuff. I'm not saying, by the way, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. I'm saying this stupid-ass war that is right on my doorstep could have been avoided. And I will sum it up somewhat um, via uh, high school drama. Imagine if uh, United States is the captain of the football team, EU is the cheerleader, bloody uh, Russia is... is uh, Russia is a bully, and uh, Ukraine is the nerd. And if you would uh, take, if the captain of the football team would basically fake a, a porn video between the nerd and the bully's sister, and then show it to the bully, the bully would cut off the legs of the nerd, which is terrible. It is evil, but start to focus, see who's responsible. Is it the 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 captain of the football team is it the bully? Are they both? Are they both assholes? Etc. 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 So I don't know, you know, like if that makes sense. I'm sorry, I'm not the best, you know, like in life debates. I, I, I yeah, but uh, I hope you, you, you get me at least my point. We, we obviously get to uh, proving it, etc. Later on. Sure. No, I, I understand your point. I just uh, I will clearly disagree with it, but that's mm-hmm. that's what sure this discussion is about, right? Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So go ahead and reply. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll just do this as a discussion. Just cut me off, please, because I can ramble. Um, So what essentially to me is is happening here? um, Let's let's change this uh, this analogy a little bit and keep it in the same vein so we understand. Sure. The United States is a bully. We can say that it is. We know that it is. United States has certain interest. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the goth sister. They want to get with the goth sister for whatever reason. Okay. <laughs> right. And so it's going to do things to, to help that happen. Right. Whether it's, uh, you know, go, go smash someone's face in because you know, they were moving in on territory or, uh, hit flirting with their sister. We'll see Iraq with Iran or, uh, whatever else might, might be. However, that doesn't mean that every instance of where this bully is involved in is actually the bully's fault. So in this instance, what we have here is that there was a, uh, we'll say the nerd, which is Ukraine, was flirting with both the EU and Russia. And during those flirts, the nerd had two friends, and its two friends were the people that make up Ukraine. You have people in the western Ukraine that wanted to be closer to the EU, and you have people in eastern Ukraine that wanted to be closer with Russia for numerous different reasons. Uh, one of them is at, one of the friends is actually a Russian, and they're 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 related to the the goth kid that tries to like smash face and like wants to do things right. And the other one, well, they're really they're really friendly with like the, the cheerleaders, and they're like, oh, you know what? The cheerleader was nice to me one day, and so I want to uh i want i want to be closer to those cheerleaders because they are really good people all right that's what happens the 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 high school bully the united states 
also would like Ukraine to be friends with the cheerleader because then he can get free math answers. Okay. He can get free math answers because if they're friends, then you can be like, Hey man, I need help on my homework. And the guy's like, Oh, okay. I can help you on your homework. Oh, look, we're all friends. Right. And then what happened was, is that, uh, the Russians, the, 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 the goth kid, that's also a bully, uh, decided that, uh, I'm going to make a better offer to one of the friends because that friend is closer to me. And that offer in this instance was a slightly better deal on natural gas imports from Russia. The, uh, it was a really good deal. It was like, I think there was the saving of Ukraine of like several millions of dollars a year, not just, uh, not just, uh, you know, over to, yeah, upwards. Yeah. It might've been higher again. I don't, this the particulars to me don't matter as much as the gist of it so if i'm wrong on this and it was like a hundred million dollars you know a billion dollars doesn't matter millions of dollars were saved mm -hmm. a year and so you know what the guy's like hey eh, i'm gonna go back with russia but that pissed off the other friends in western ukraine because those friends are super close with the cheerleaders in, in the eu and they're a little bit culturally different than the the, the other friend in eastern ukraine because Eastern Ukraine is closer with them. They're ethnic Russians, yada, yada, yada. I think I'm beating this fucking analogy to death, so I'm going to stop using it. So Eastern Ukraine wanted to be closer with Russia. Eastern Ukraine has a lot of ethnic Russians in it. During the USSR, Russia ceded its country, its border countries with ethnic Russians, forced movement of people into these countries, giving favorable uh, land deals to, or not land deals because it was nominally socialist, but, you know, giving uh, Politburo people, you know, palaces or whatever have you to move to this area and run it. You governor, go over to this area, bring your whole family. You can even bring your 10th cousin. We don't care. Go over this area, run this place for us, make sure that it is close to Russia. And that is essentially what happened in eastern Ukraine. Not only does that what happened in eastern Ukraine, but before the uh, before and after the color revolution, Russia uh, was uh, ha giving eastern Ukrainians a reason to fear the rest of Ukraine. The eastern Ukrainian Russians ethnic Russians to fear the rest of the rest of Ukraine by seeding them with propaganda lies and all this other stuff about they want to kill the ethnic Russians. They want to destroy your language. They want to do all this stuff. Fast forward to the Maidan revolution and right, right before and directly just after of uh, Russia taking Crimea, which pretty much the entire world's like, fine, take it. We understand. Right. Uh, fine, take it, whatever we understand. Okay. And then during that time, when prior to the act, the exact kickoff of where Eastern Ukraine and Western Ukraine started a civil war, they started talking about how Western Ukraine is full of Nazis, not just has a Nazi problem because every country has a fascist problem. The United States has a fascist problem. France has a fascist problem. Italy has a fascist problem. Norway has a fascist problem. Every single country has a roughly about 10% of the population that is just authoritarian right-wing pieces of shit. Okay. Ukraine is no different. Ukraine has a nationalist problem. Of course it has a nationalist problem. It fight the Polish. It fought the Russians. It fought the, the fucking Germans. Of course it does. It fought for its entire survival existence as a people throughout the entire time of its existence. At one point, Russia is like, you're not actually a distinct people. You are a 
uh, a dialect of Russian and you should be worshiping us over here in the Kremlin or uh, I'm sorry, St. Petersburg. Uh, you should be worshiping us and take all our orders from us. And they said, fuck you. <laughs> and that is exactly what's going on here. Right now. Now I've rambled enough. So yeah, I was uh, going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Go logic. ahead I rambled enough. I think I made okay. my point point here. So, all right. So, so, here are two two ways, you know, like uh, how uh, we we can we can tackle this. You know, like first of all, we can go specifically over the Uk- inner Ukrainian conflict, i.e., you know, also Ukrainian Russian conflict, you know, like how it originated, you know, like this one specifically, uh, because you know that is what you have just went over. Um, but uh, that is, in my opinion, incomplete. It stretches all the way to nineties, you know. But then I would. Be basically needing to explain so much like it, it is immense that uh, that i think it would be better that i would list uh the grievances that that russia has that i consider legitimate you would probably not believe a vast majority of them and you would ask me to prove it which we can do later but since you have went into the inter-ukrainian i think you know i i i think you know i can tackle it now you have mentioned that uh, Putin, through propaganda, convinced uh, Ukrainians uh, uh, in the East, the Russian-speaking Ukrainians, that uh, there are fascists and they are out to get them, basically, to kill them and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I would uh, say that, that that's, yes, I would yeah. say that that's, that's okay. a fair assessment. Go so, ahead, I'll stop talking. Uh, after Maidan, uh, people from Svoboda Party, I believe you are familiar, got into power. Uh, I believe because, you know, they've got a lot of funding from the U.S., which is so nice, you know, like that the United States of America funds literal neo-Nazis. And, and Neil uh, here knows what is my position on just calling people a Nazi. It's yeah. quite serious for me. <laughs> yeah. And is. just so you understand, Mr. Tachinbok and others, they literally, I'm not over-exaggerating, I'm not yeah, I'm literally saying yeah, that the, they wanted, they literally said, that guy literally said that he wants to kill every mm-hmm. Jew and every Russian mm-hmm. in Ukraine. And one more thing that he wanted to do was specifically stamp, uh, put on passport of Jewish people a stamp so they can be recognized when they return from abroad to Ukraine. That can what, I, can I say his, one thing? Sure thing. Go ahead. Yeah. So I am not denying the fact that there are Nazis in Ukraine. I just want to just clear for the audience. That's sure. Because absolutely. So not, there are. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that that's clear. Right. I see some chats. from the Not audience. in Please the slightest. Not in the slightest what I was suggesting. Yeah. I'm saying I'm taking it further. They got into power. They got into government positions, I believe. Uh, one of their guys was uh, second in command in government. Um, hey. uh, Jesus, well, how's it translated? Second prime minister or deputy prime minister? Yeah, or it's like under second, like, like under secretary yeah. of state kind of you thing know, in the for the yeah, US. Yeah, and, and they had also various other government positions, mm-hmm. you know. So they were quite it, powerful. Now, yeah, it was like ten to it was like ten to twelve percent of parliament just after the revolution were avowed uh, nationalists of various stripes. Some of them were Nazis, right? And that is not all. The first thing, the first thing that that parliament passed against the constitution, this was forbidden by Ukrainian constitution. Uh, 
that was passed that they are going to forbid Russian language in official use and other languages as well. That was Polish, that was Hungarian, etc., Romanian. Uh, by the way, if you are asking about the source, this is directly from the EU from the time because they were saying, hey, what the fuck? These are not European values. What are you doing? Now, this law was... Uh, was banned, uh, no, sorry, vetoed by the president at the time. So it never went into power. But just take that message. You have just overthrown a government. You are not saying, hey, we want to work with you, etc. There are Nazis in power mm-hmm. who say, we want to kill Russians, we want to kill Jews. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the first thing they do is against constitution. They they vote and they pass a vote to ban Russian language. After overthrowing a president that was voted overwhelmingly by the Eastern Ukrainians. Yep. You Very cannot wrong. say that it's not a valid reason to be like, hey, holy shit. Now, if I may, the for example, what happened in Crimea that was full on, Putin came in, he took it, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. But what happened in eastern Ukraine, those were originally protests, and those were valid protests, mm-hmm. absolutely. And what happened was that Putin put in also the, his uh, soldiers that went on holiday, and they mm-hmm. started to push uh, for independence. But because of actions of these idiots in Kiev, of these neo-Nazis, they found a fertile ground where people were like, you know what, they have a point. So I am not going to disagree that Eastern Ukraine didn't have a reason to be fearful. They did. My counter to that would be every year since the Maidan revolution and the the initial government therein, the Nazis that have been in power have actually lost power Absolutely. substantially up until the point that Russia decided to do an official invasion. Uh, what is it, two years now? <laughs> so that would be my counterpoint to that. My so. other counterpoint to that would be that Russia that did not give Russia any moral justifications to get involved in a budding civil war and turn it into a hot civil war. As soon as they put troops on the ground, the little green men that everybody wants to talk about, and also the fact that they uh, they fomented, right. uh, they gave, they, they, they did it the same way kind of the United States would do something, right, back in the 70s or whatever. They sent in military advisors, they sent in equipment, then they sent in uh, paramilitary units, so they sent in uh, mercenaries and people, like you said, on holiday, and then they ended up not only doing that, but taking over the units within Eastern Ukraine and being the leaders of those units to foot push the fighting in. Right. So that would be my counter okay. to this. That's why I think Russia is in the wrong ultimately on the, these things. One of the reasons, but we can okay. continue to talk about it, of course. Sure thing. So, but uh, first of all, I, I need to point on one thing. Um, I'm not talking here necessarily as to who's right, who's wrong. I'm saying that given all the things, ev- or let me backtrack. Then, then I'll Every get off single- that point. I'll, I'll get off that point, and we can move to the point where I think that Russia sure. is primarily responsible for this, even though the U.S. might have some culpability. Sure. So, so uh, real quick, guys, my... just a moderator point, um, because like I know, for example, that Paul made a lot of points in the beginning, and then Cypher said that he disagreed. And me, as somebody listening to this, I don't. Th- the only thing I want to do, and this isn't about because you guys are being polite. That part is great, no problem. What I want to be sure for the sake of the audience is that. Um, give each other like because like if you guys talk for as long as you are 
like you're both making valid points that are going to get lost. Like, you know, Paul's not going to get a chance to answer each one and you're not going to get a chance to answer. So try to, so at this point, just try to make it one point at a time as much as possible. Um, You know, and again, I think, you know, you guys are also doing pretty good at being polite about interrupting each other. If you're, if somebody's saying that someone has a position that they don't, and which I think is positive as long as we can do it and be civil about it. So, you know, my apologies, please continue. No, uh, just right. one one thing, real quick. Uh, I'm I'm open for you moderating this a bit more because I like I'm long winded, and so if sure. you want to like direct conversations via radio, be like, hey, I heard Cipher say this, heard Logic say this. I'm perfectly okay with that. That's why I wanted a moderator. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's totally fine. That's that, that's just, yeah, I'm kind of feeling out how you guys are doing this, and so far it's been good. This is this is great. So by all means, I just want to be sure that you both have an opportunity to answer each other's points and that nothing gets lost. So because there's a lot of nuance in this. So okay. So go ahead and continue where you were at. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put a timer on of my own. And, you know, if it starts to get too long winded on one side or the other, then I'll start prodding. But I don't want to interrupt you guys. I want to be sure you're clear. Okay? Right. Go ahead. So uh, my point entire is that regardless who's good, who's bad, etc., morality flies out of the window because superpowers do not operate on morality, on international law, etc. Is that what Russia is doing Every single superpower throughout history would do the same because they have lost all the incentives why to keep peace and remained only with the incentives why to go to war. And we are not told this in the West. That's actually quite a good summary of my. I can go into the details later on. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I, I didn't quite catch you. You said um, not go, not not told what exactly in the the West. We, in the West, we are basically told that uh, what Russia is doing is nothing more than Putin trying to uh, reconstruct USSR. That's not true. Oh, okay. I, do you think there's any validity to that though? Uh, there are definitely. So we need to understand one thing. What we do uh, in when we are looking at the other countries like Russia, like China, we look only at their leaders and we forget they have their own internal politics. Putin sure. needs to keep certain people happy. One of those people are nationalists. Mm-hmm. And the more, and basically what, what what the West was doing was giving more men, ammunition and more ammunition to the nationalists, where could they make a big, stronger and stronger point, hey, we need to invade Ukraine, you know, and if we don't, We'll just do it without you, Vladi. You know what I mean? So I'm here over, you know what Wait, I mean? I'm here quick, speculating. Uh, and Cypher, is there something you don't get that he just said? No, no, I'm I'm, I'm mulling it over. I'll, I'll interrupt if I need Okay, to. go ahead, Paul. Yeah, so if I may list all the, what I consider, what I consider legitimate grievances that I found out through my research, and you will probably not believe the vast majority of them, despite quite a lot about, uh, there are literally movies made about those things, but it is always with a spin. Yeah, so I need to take it all the way back to 90s. You know, like in 96, that was first presidential election in Russian history. That was the Yeltsin right. election. Yeah, yeah. No, Clinton was directly involved in that. No right? over exaggeration. Not only involved, they full on stole it. Yeah, the well, election was no. Uh, no, no, I mean, I, I know. I just don't know if I would say full on stole it. There was a definitely, there was a definitely, like, hey, I'll help you out if you help me out next kind of thing. And I don't know if I would categorize that as a necessarily a full on steal. But then again, I do not know the um, 
full i, I would i'm not comfortable saying i know a hundred percent of what happened to say well, then let's, that let's give paul an opportunity yeah, yeah. then so paul right. what if you're saying something as definitive as it was full-on stolen can can you give us an example of what you mean absolutely so uh president yeltsin was 95 96 polling mm -hmm. less low as three percent he comp for those of you who don't know again this is not something known by much pe many people in in the west is that Russia in the 90s was complete mess. It was completely destroyed, and people blamed Yeltsin for it. Rightfully so. He was a drunk, etc. Yeah. And people, uh, so he was polling as low as 3%. US comes in and sends there a team of experts that uh, manipulate the, the media. They literally put people. Uh, there was an assassination of, for example, um, um, ahead of certain TV station and the experts by their own admission were like, hey, Yeltsin, would you like to put some friendly guy in that would talk nicely about you? That is by their own admission. That is, again, it's literally in the TV, in the movie and it's also in the Time magazine. I don't know if you've seen it, Yanks to the Rescue, if you read it from Time magazine from 96. Maybe I'd have to double check because again I'm terrible with names. It's one ear not the other when it comes to right. names. I remember the gist of things and the the overall sure. narratives of things, but names are just not my thing for some reason. Look, I I don't ask ever to to people sure. trust me. If you have hey I want to see source for this, I, I will look up, look out for it and you know, quickly and and can give it to you. Yeah. So there was a uh the the media was completely. Uh, was dominated by Yeltsin as this team's uh, um, adv advisement, etc. This team was directly in contact with a CIA and with President Clinton uh, presidential campaign. President Yeltsin directly asked from Clinton for funds for his campaign and to pay off uh, state workers because Russia was such a mess the state workers were going at the time more than half a year without a pay. He asked directly, yeah, okay, we get it through. IMF funneled it in. This money went directly to the state workers, which made them happy, directly in front of the election. And it also went to President Yeltsin's campaign. President Yeltsin's campaign is estimated to have been as high as $1 billion dollars. The allowed legal limit by Russian constitution at the time was free to 13 million at the time. I have those two numbers in my head. Would have to double check, yeah. But three, three, clearly, three to 15 mil, million. Um, just for a point of clarity, make sure I, under, I heard you correctly. The, uh, you said there was a limit to how much yeah, political campaign. campaign yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I heard you correctly. Yeah, and, Go on. And, and President Yeltsin had up to one billion. One source that I don't want to use in my. Uh, in my documentary, because I couldn't verify it, and they didn't respond to me. Maybe they would respond to Neil. <laughs> it was. It is. Uh, it is. Um, it was a, new, a magazine based in Moscow, founded by American expats that were uh, pushed out under Putin out of Russia, and they have been in U.S. And they have had uh, interview with Michael Meatcroft. He was a head of uh, OSCE of monitoring the 96 election. And he full on said, dude, it was stolen. Like in fucking Chechnya, there was 100% people voted for Yeltsin. 100% people 
uh, there was after Chich Russian Chechen war, that was completely brutal and destroyed whole of Chechnya. Uh, another thing that he said that yeah, that there were also more votes than actually registered voters, etc. And he reported it to EU, to the US, and he, they told him shut the fuck up about it. He's looking for a conversational yep. interrupt. Go ahead, Cipher. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... What I would say is that to me, when someone when someone says a stolen election, and I just want this point to be clear so that all the audience right. understands me, I don't consider an election to be actually stolen unless there is vote stuffing, assassination of leaders, um, you know, corralling and forcing people to vote, that sort of thing. That's where it becomes stolen. Manipulation is a different story. This would be a to me a manipulated thing. It's the manufacturing of consent. It's the putting a thumb on a scale, but not outright stealing it. And I know this might seem a quibble to people that like, well, it's still a stolen election. But I think these things matter because they require different ways to go and okay. either prevent it or stop it, fix it, etc. Um, okay. Because it, in, in this regard, then we can because it sounds to me like what you're saying, Paul, is there were more votes than registered voters would that be an example Somebody of a stolen jumps. election to you cypher uh yeah that would be that would be uh, a problem i must have not heard that bit i'm sorry no that's that's okay that's what i'm trying to do is facilitate conversation okay so paul just because i i i totally get all of the political background but that's why it was necessary and i'm glad that he asked that question because i was going to ask the same sure. one which was just that to do to define what that means so for example um, Hillary Clinton arguably was given undue influence by the Democratic Party, blah, 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 blah. But they, nobody suggested that somebody was, say, rigging machines against Bernie Sanders, at least not at the time. You see what I'm saying? Like, you have to differentiate what kind of influence the election you mean. Now, when it comes to the the more registered voters than vote, you know, than votes or whatever, then, yeah, that there, there's a problem. So go ahead and, and define exactly what you mean by stolen. Unless uh, do you have something else you want to clarify, Cipher? Yeah, just on the the more registered voters. That is reason to me. That is reason to investigate it further, but not necessarily direct evidence of there being a uh, a rigging. And the reason I say that or stealing is because. Uh, Every country, in my opinion, pretty well, not every country, a lot of countries, in my opinion, don't do voter registration correctly. To me, voter registration should be done automatically. It should be based on uh, where your employment is, where your where your employer is, where your last known address is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there isn't any way for these things to happen. The United States has a huge issue with this where people are like, well, there's like 10,000 dead people on this rolls in this town. That's only 2,000 people. Yeah, they never cleared the rolls. They don't do any automatic things. Etc. 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 Like you don't know if those ten thousand people actually voted, you just know that they're there. Prove that they voted, and if they voted, then yes, you have a stolen election in that sense. But if they didn't vote, then who gives a shit? So I think we have a better so. version now of clarity. So Paul, given that criteria, lay out specifically what you mean when you state that the the election was outright stolen. If you consider the situation in Russia at the time, and it was there was only one TV channel for quite a lot of Russians, and there is a head of the TV who was very critical to Boris Yeltsin, assassinated, and then there is someone who is very friendly to Boris Yeltsin put in place, um, that, okay, maybe not be by Cypher's definition literally stolen. It was like adding weight on onto a scale, but we are talking not putting a finger on a scale, but dropping there a sandbag. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a fair assessment. I mean, yeah. tipping the scale is just it's just one way to talk about it. I, I'm not talking about state. I'm not talking about uh, 
scale, I guess. Sure. You know what I mean. You're, you're going to try to and yeah, specifically, they have been running things that if the Yeltsin's opponent would win, there would be a civil war, unfounded, etc., etc., etc. Now, if I may just uh, clarify this, why you don't hear from Putin about this? You've never heard of Putin from about this. It's because oh, Yeltsin yeah. put Putin in power. Yeah. He was his successor. And Putin is using the same fucking methods that they have learned sure. from Americans to manipulate seal, etc. You know what I mean? The the what, election to this day. I, I don't I don't mean equivalentist, but you know, the USSR had great propaganda, so I don't necessarily know if it's a learning experience necessarily. Watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> Uh, you you fully and absolutely misunderstand how and and this is this is simply because you you, you lads are from states uh, the difference between Russian propaganda and American propaganda. Russian propaganda is over the top and stuff like that. Vast majority of Russians didn't believe the propaganda. Like goddamn it, we didn't believe in, like the propaganda here in Czechoslovakia back in the day. American propaganda is Maybe. incredibly okay. subtle, and that's why it's so effective. Well, let's um. Yeah. Let's, I, I will. I do have to yeah, say this, Cyber. We should give this. him a little credit because you know he's from a former Soviet bloc. Country. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And <laughs> and the reason the reason I said that Russian propaganda was moderately successful was because of its influence on the United States. Um, not in 2016. I'm talking all the way back to the the you know the 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, where they were actually integrating themselves into. Uh, uh, pro-liberation movements within the United States. Now, that's not to say that there wasn't actual reasons to have pro-liberation movements in the United States, but to say that Russia wasn't involved in them at all is to, in my opinion, to be disingenuous. Not that anybody here is saying that. Just want to make that clear. Sure. So, so I guess I do need to ask, because the audience is asking justifiably, what does this specifically have to do, Paul, with the war in Ukraine? Can you get to okay. that? Okay. Uh... Stolen elections. Uh, there was also uh, support for Chechen fighters during the Chechen wars. Mm -hmm. And in Russia, the nationalists, plus the NATO expansion, all of that, the nationalists basically were, holy shit, they are out to get us. If you put, and you need to remember who was put in charge of Russia. What is, uh, that was Yeltsin. And what happened uh, during his leadership? was a complete and absolute destruction of, of, of Russia. Uh, to the, it, if you Google the biggest theft of property in history, that will be what, what uh, basically Russia in the 90s. The life expectancy plummeted. The, there have been up to 4 million people, extra mortality that died in Russia during 1990s as compared with uh, the pre uh, pre collapse Soviet Union collapse, you know numbers, four oh, yeah, million 100%. people extra died. It was yeah, immense yeah. suffering, and people know that it was because of Yeltsin. And who did the West put in charge? Yeltsin. If you put that to together with uh, specifically with the Chechen fighters, etc. They are literally saying, holy shit, they are out to get us. Now, with Ukraine specifically, you, again, everything is, is, is complex. Yeah, Russia does not perceive, and rightfully so, NATO as purely defensive alliance. If uh, I'm, Why I'm saying rightfully so? Because NATO was used three times already. That was two times in Yugoslavia, one time in Libya. 
neither of those times anyone was uh, being attacked from the defensive alliance. What w up? Sorry, I have technical difficulties here. Yeah, all good. Um, what uh, NATO was basically justifying their actions was that they were protecting human rights. Yeah. And what do they say about Russia? That they are a champion of human rights? No, that they fucking, you know, like, stamp on the human rights, you know, like, constantly. Now, with Libya specifically... Wait, I'm sorry. I, can you, can you re okay. restate that statement? Are you saying that uh, the United States says that Russia is constantly stamping on the human rights? I just want to make sure I'm understanding your part correctly. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so and that, they not that was that, that statement. Just right. double double be clear, that statement was the United States uh, directing that at Russia and then Russia interpreting that as you're next. Yes. And okay. again, if I'm a, you need to look at it, you know, from the perspective of uh of superpowers, not from your personal. They don't plan uh no, I know know. Like five years ahead. They plan hundred years ahead. You know what I mean? They they just can't, you know, like afford it. Now uh, another reason is well, yeah. The, the reason I went, the reason I went eh, like that, just to be clear, is because the United States' political system doesn't really no, lend itself no. to no. planning this far ahead. That's, that's China the does. The, the Russia kind of does, at least as long as there's a, a continuity of it. But you know, the the there was a foreign policy consensus, kind of in the 90s. Mm -hmm. That doesn't exist anymore in the U.S. There isn't that foreign policy consensus. Iraq, Iraq completely destroyed that. Right. As far as foreign policy, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Neil, um, my, yeah. uh, or if, if, if you could Google uh, Russia's Achilles heel in the meantime and what, what, what will pop out for you, what we'll find out. Uh, the reason why Russia went to war with Georgia and then with Ukraine in 2014 and again now is because they are afraid that it's crossing their red line if NATO expands there. They want to keep NATO as far as possible because oh, yeah, they are pushing on absolutely critical area, and that is Caucasus Mountain. You know what I mean, and mm -hmm. their access to the Black Sea. Now, in I don't know if you are familiar with with uh, how Syrian war started. I'm sorry, I I didn't. What the Syrian war is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do I know yeah. how it started? Yes. Um, I have an idea, but I'm sure okay. you'll try to correct me on it. So let me let me uh, state what I believe to be true. Uh, Hamus, ha not Hamus. That's the straight. Homes. There it is. Homes. Uh, Homes was an area of Syria that has always had an issue with the Assad government, and by Assad government, I include his father in this. And that has always been okay. a political tension issue. When they originally started protesting it, it was because of the uh, partly because of the flood, partly because of government ineptitude sure. in where that flood happened. And so when they started protesting it, originally, the United States was like, hey, Assad, you know, we get it. There's protests. You have to be like clamp down on it a little bit, whatever. Right. And then he went too far. Now, that's where it, then it started to spiral out of control. And we can tell then the great powers got involved and including in those great powers that includes Israel, Saudi Arabia, right. Iran, Russia, us, I... like everybody jumped into sure, that war. Because sure, sure. You're going, here you're going far. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, why I'm specifically mentioning Syria is because this is again by the admission of United States themselves, you know, like years later. But they have shipped weapons 
to at the time peaceful protesters from Libya. That's not. A, uh, I not think this timeline's a little off. That those no. weapon shipments didn't happen until after Assad started uh, to send in the military to quash that uh, protest. As far as well, I he know, definitely did. he definitely I, did. Don't as get far as I know, I think it happened after that. So don't, we'll don't have to disagree this. Don't, <laughs> so now we're interrupting me. each other, but not meanly. I just want to be clear because now I don't understand what the two you were getting at. Okay, so, so go ahead. My point is now, that that the U.S. and this is also. Just, just another thing. Oh. This is getting far afield from yeah. where the topic is. A lot of the, I'm only bringing this up because I understand why you're doing it. The audience doesn't seem to understand so, at yes. all why you're bringing Cypher. this up. So, and, right. and the audience. Uh, my point is that the U.S. shipped weapons to Syria to specifically combat Bashar al-Assad to stop a natural gas pipeline that was supposed to go from Iran, Iraq to through Syria, then to Europe. Bashar al-Assad, who is the closest Russian ally. Yeah, I... You, that, you're, that is so, waging war. That is, I'm sorry, but that is literally... Yes, it is. That is how modern war is being waged. It is not being waged through uh, through sending in tanks. That is, you know, like Russia style. Yeah, real that is quick, why it's real so quick, Paul, Paul, so yeah. get to a point, conclude it, so that I can give Cypher an opportunity right. to give his reply. Go ahead. My point is that the uh, that that Russia in 2012 was looking at their closest ally, mm -hmm. whose country went into complete hellhole mm -hmm. as a result of America's putting in and shipping in their weapons. You might disagree on the timelines and stuff like that. Okay. I, so the reason. Go ahead. Sorry. So I I'll go ahead and respond. So the. To me, the primary reason that Russia got involved in this is because of the, uh, because of their military alliance with Syria, and also the being able to have a foothold within the Middle East. Now, what are, now it is true that Russia is going to look at this as being some sort of like proxy attack on themselves because Russia is kind of not paranoid necessarily, but that's just how their worldview is. They look at this always. Yes. None of this justifies any of the action, though. I don't care what they do. I don't care what their justifications are. I care what is correct and proper to do. As soon as Assad started bombing his own fucking people in order to quash the rebellion against him, he lost a moral authority mandate to be the leader of that country anymore. Now, whether or not the United States should have gotten involved, Russia should have gotten involved, that's a separate question. But as soon as that happened, everybody should have been like, everybody, and I include Russia in this. I know they're not going to do this, but everybody should have been like, yo, what the fuck? You shouldn't be doing that stuff. And that is where we come to this. Russia didn't give a shit. Russia wanted to make sure that Assad kept power. So Russia did everything it could to make sure that Assad kept power. Assad wanted to make sure he kept power. So what did Assad do? Half, Not even halfway through, because it was originally, there was no ISIS. ISIS was not involved in this at all. There was al-Nusra, which is a uh, al-Qaeda affiliate, and then a couple of other Islamist kind of people in the east, because they are culturally different than the western part of Syria. Go figure. That's how fucking geography works when you have rivers going through a country. Yay. So what ended up happening was that they got together and they formed their own kind of militia groups. Some of those were actual former uh, former Syrian army units that uh, turned against Assad specifically because he started to attack civilians. And a little bit in there, I'm sure there's people like, hey, it's my turn to have power now. Let's go. Right now. So, so when all that happened, when all that happened. If, if 
if I may, yeah. all Syria it, started releasing terrorists that it had in its prisons to augment the terrorist groups because they wanted to can maintain power. We can't ignore these things if we're talking about the what the CIA might be doing, what the United States might be doing, giving weapons to people, etc. Because everybody was doing this. Everybody so, was. Go, go ahead, Paul. So I thought uh, you're looking at this again from from more perspective from all of this. That, as as you pointed out, that doesn't fucking matter to to Putin. It doesn't matter to Russia. So why why are you looking at it in, like from that perspective? They, because that's what we have to look on it from whatever or not okay, when we're so, assigning part when we're assigning primary blame on a situation. We have to look at these things and actually weigh them and say, okay, everybody sucks. No one's moral here. Okay, who did the most wrong actions? In Syria, the most wrong actions started because this is how everything things start somewhere. Started with with Syria, was right. started with Assad, and then Putin's like, "Well, we can't have Assad lose because Assad started losing. Let's send in our bombers so that we can bomb them." And then, oh, let's not bomb the terrorists. Let's let the terrorists come in and sandwich the actual moderates. So there's only one group that can actually depose Assad, and that's the terrorists. And maybe the West will stop fucking with us. And what had happened? That's exactly what happened. Exactly. Is that right? It's not right. Is that right. is that a power move? Yes, it's a power move. Who deserves primary blame? Those people. Cypher, if I may, because, you know, like we have here problems with the timing uh, that it doesn't match, you know, like in, in your words, you know. Um, when you know, like in your mind, did Assad the bombing? You know what I mean. And when uh, I don't know exactly when the bombing happens. I just know that uh, the bombing. I think the bombings happened after the civil war actually started to kick off. But there was killings of civilians and homes prior to the mm. civil war kicking off. That is what kicked off the civil war officially. Right. Okay. So I. I think those were regular military Look, we, we, we op oper operations. On, on, we, we disagree on this point, and we cannot verify it right now. Sure. So yeah. We, we, we move move past it. Yeah. I'm fair with but, that. Bye, yeah. So, from so back to uh, how this affects Ukraine. Sure. From <laughs> Russian perspective, that now now we, we I'll, I'll name it up. Yeah. So you have 96 stolen election. You have the Chechen, you know, support for Chechen fighters in southern Russia. You have that attack. What? They perceive as attack on, on their ally, friend and closest ally in Syria. And the year after Euromaidan happens and the United States is heavily involved there, chummy chummy with neo-Nazis, etc. And I'm just saying those snipers, well, I highly doubt those were the Russian snipers. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Do you, do you not understand? In, in my no, no, I understand. I just, I don't. The this is the problem when we're talking about things with absence mor morality. Here mm -hmm. is because we're we're Russia. Okay, let's remove morality completely from the equa equation. Right. right. Let's remove it completely from the equation. We can. We let's even remove culpability from the equation. Let's just look at what the facts are. Right. And we disagree on some of those facts. Not only do we disagree on some of those facts, but the the issue is, is that it seems to me that logical is pretty much not – I don't mean justifying as in morally right or whatever, but justifying Russia's actions in, in Russia's mind, in Russia's mind, based on Russian paranoia. 
That's uh, why. That's why. That's why right. I'm having a hard time okay. with this because I don't want to justify Russia's paranoia because Russia's paranoia isn't the thing that we should be even talking right. about. Okay, and you are correct, and that is my mistake. I do apologize for that. My point, you know, like in the culpability of the United States, if you, if you want, is that the U.S. knew about these red lines. They knew what reaction. Russia would have, and they specifically chose to step over those red lines in order to have that reaction. So you think that the United States played 20D chess with Russia and baited them in? It's not. Uh, it's not that complicated, you know. Because well, it's, okay, it's, it's quite. It's, it's so, quite so Russia got. Look, so Russia got move, baited, though, right? That's what you're saying. Uh, baited, yeah, into stupid moves, yeah. Okay, so why should I care? If the moves are stupid... Okay, I'll I'll, I'll ask you this. They have crossed those... There's a war. And my point is that if... I didn't get into it, and I can't get into it because it it requires so many sources that I simply... We would be sitting here reading, you know what I mean, just source after source. Yeah, it's so much information because sure. this is, yeah. Fully. This, I might add, is also why I don't do content on this topic because it drives me nuts. So Yeah, go ahead. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I will <laughs> go, Google go me. Ahead, go ahead. You explain it like Canada. Um, if you United States of America's government would act differently, still reasonably, not throwing Ukraine to the walls, etc., there would not be war. If okay, you so- would act... If EU would act, if EU would act, you know, like reasonably, because there are assholes in this as well, there would not be war. If Russia would act differently, there would not be war. Now, I cannot vote. I cannot change anything about Russia. We cannot overthrow Putin otherwise than going into World War III, risking nuclear holocaust. What we can do is to find out what and why this this war happened and hold the people specifically responsible that could have done something differently, but specifically chose not to responsible and remove them out of diplomacy because this is willing catastrophe of demo- diplomacy. Diplomacy. So you so to to let me let me understand this correctly. You put the primary culpability on the United States, despite the fact that Russia could have not been baited. No, I would split, split it for a 30, 33% in what I mean, uh, between EU, USA, and Russia. If every single So that would still make the West be primarily responsible for this? You could kind of put that there, but uh, I would argue, this is my mind, you can, you can disagree. Uh, the EU and US are not completely on the same boat. They are, let's say... Well, so yeah. my question would be, what would, what would you have done differently to prevent not, this go ahead not restrict for example Nord stream 2 let it let it be Nord stream 2 was largely left be until the war kicked off am i wrong about that you're so when when wrong. did when did the when did Nord stream 2 start getting sanctioned because 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 germany still approved right it and they still got it it was still being built right okay so 2011 Fukushima happens, Germans fucking freak out. Holy yeah. shit, we can have we here, need- you know what? Mm-hmm. Yes. Now they need to abandon they because they were idiots and they forced their government to abandon nuclear energy. There was a gigantic hole in, in their energy market. 
Yeah, hmm? they went to Russia and said, "Hey, we would like." Another Nord Stream, because it's cool. They didn't want to do it through Ukraine, because Ukraine and Russia had a drama in the in 90s and 2000s, because Ukraine was fucking broke, and they didn't, couldn't afford the gas, so Russia was cutting them off, etc., etc. Corporate bullshit, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I would, uh, By the way, source is Oxford University, you know what I mean, on, on, on this. I'm not put, pulling this out of my uh, ass, yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. So they wanted to go, you know, like through through the uh, through the Baltic Sea, and and basically plug this uh, plug this hole, you know, like in their market. Yeah, there was stupidity of EU and Germany because yeah. uh, EU was busy with other shit instead of solving right, this I, issue. I no. understand that um, Germany doesn't have the same issues with Fuku- that the Japan had with its nuclear le- or nuclear power plants. Specifically, sure. Fukushima should never have been built the way it was, or if it was going to be built that way, it should have been uh, highly uh, much sure. m- much more protected against tsunamis. It wasn't protected right. against tsunamis enough. Um, so I get all that. Germany needed the 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 oil, needed the natural gas in order to fill its energy market. Can we fast forward to when it started to right. uh, when the United States or whoever else got involved started to fuck with that? Because I think everybody understands the reason. U- U.S. was trying to sanction it, you know, like in the mm-hmm. early process that was, you know, 2011 to 2014. Okay. Didn't work. Work was still being done. Well, oopsie doopsie, Euromaidan happens, invasion of, of uh, Ukraine, etc. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And happened. this was during this is the part that I already admitted to where the United States, Turkey, um, and Iraq were trying to build a similar pipeline that would have sure. ran through Absolutely. ran through Ukraine, right? It would have ran through Ukraine. Uh no, no, no. It would have it was Qatari pipeline, if I remember it correctly. Okay. It was supposed to go through Syria, then Turkey up to Greece, up to Balkans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so there yeah, competing interest. I don't see why that's yeah, that a necessarily also- bad thing. I, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Absolutely. Okay. But I'm saying we, we can get into the details. The 2014 bullshit was a downright coup sponsored by the United States. Oh, so you, that's where we disagree. Oh, <laughs> we I was wondering if we were going to get to this one. This yeah, we will one get to that. We will get to that. Yeah. Now, fast forward. After the people basically cool out and all of what I mean and stuff like that. The pipeline is still being finished. Yep. Yeah, and USA is putting sanctions against Russia, against the European com- companies that are working on it, saying, no, you're not sure. going to build it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I'm just saying against international law. It was completely, no, it was wrong, etc. Yeah. International, what international law was Precisely. If, if it's, no, it, it, uh, the sanction, there was something like econ- uh, bordering on sovereignty, etc., etc., you know what I mean? If you can, after this debate, if you can send me what your, your I'll look into reference the, point I'll, is that. I'm not disagree, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just need to read more about it. That's right. I right. uh, actually need a technical break here. I have some uh, real-life stuff. You know what I'm happening here? Um, <laughs> it has I'll been an hour. Apologize. If you guys want to take a five-minute recess. Yeah, go for it. Sure. All I'll right. stick around. I can talk to your audience via radio since they want to Yeah. There you I don't go. know what the hell I'm fucking talking about. All right, Nova, I don't agree with you politically. I think that's the primary, the reason why you keep calling me a fucking idiot in this chat. 
So uh, I would appreciate you if you stopped trying to mind read me and as and assume that I don't know what I'm talking about simply because we disagree. The CIA has done fucked up shit that does not justify what is going on in Ukraine. And I think that's what you're trying to do. Uh, have a little faith, have a little charitability that would go a long way, in my opinion. Uh, if anybody else wants to talk to me while he's on break because a family issue or family thing going on, not necessarily an issue, let me know. That sounds fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think overall, though, you've been doing fine. Just, um, you know, don't allow the chat to because you're here to talk to Paul and there's going to be dumb people in the chat or smart people in the chat. Even yeah, I just agree with I, you, but they're not they're not debating you. And then I, I yeah, I know you it's, come on you. We want, you want to throw down with them. Let's do it. And he doesn't want to do it. So it, no. it's uh, it's just the only reason it's kind of distracting me. I'm not telling you to, it's your stream. You can run any way you want it's it's on the screen so it's i'm looking at paul and i can see it at the same time and i'm like ah so it's hitting my add a little bit no no that's fair and i think i, I can go ahead and turn it off if it's bugging you as a guest um i leave that no no keep it on it... keep it on I'll, I'll i'm gonna just turn this way so audience i'm gonna look this way so i can ignore the chat <laughs> no problem it just it, it um what it is is that it, it kind of lets everybody on every other platform yeah i understand theoretically it. although i don't have as many people watching on um twitch or anything anyway so all right, you guys ready? I'll answer NL's question really quick, if you don't mind. Uh, yep. Sure, go ahead. Um, so NL, polling that's good, Gallup, uh, Pew, YouGov, um, Russimans, if you take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, um, the Cato does decent polling, et cetera. All right, I'm done. Okay. Lovely. All righty. So, if I may then continue. Yes, that. please continue. So after the Maidan, we get to that. Yeah. Uh, basically, that the, the Nord Stream two was was stopped, etc., and it, out of EU, EU stopped it themselves. But they still got them needed the the gas, so they went to Russia again. Hey, will you chill out and have the natural gas? You know what I mean? Basically, flow here. America again got them. You know what I mean? Involved and saying, no, you are not building it. No way, because now here are the reasons that they gave. First, that that would make Germany way too uh, dependent dependent on Russia for resources. Now this claim is complete poppycock because Germany was already dependent on Russia for resources because four other pipelines were already going to to Germany. Through, I'm for, sensing for, a reply Russia. here, so. So uh, <laughs> I, I would just say that, yes, they were dependent, but this would make them more dependent simply because the flow would be so sure. good and then that there would be a cheaper price. So it would not be competitive with other energy sources because well, of that pipeline. And I think that's a reasonable uh, geopolitical fear, to be honest. So we'll get to that, you know, like a bit more. Yeah? Another reason was that uh, they were saying that it will betray Ukraine and stuff like that. You know, because of transition fees. Well, can you? I, I just didn't understand you. If you just repeat what you uh, said, that's, if, my, that's if, my problem. Yeah, sure. If uh, if they would bypass Ukraine, it would betray them. They would not be giving them money, you know, paying them. Which I'm just saying that's economical. You know what I mean? That's business decision. You know, like in the first place. You know? uh, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, that they should instead be buying American freedom gas. Yeah, so those were the points. Now, uh, Merkel met with Biden and completely destroyed uh, all, all those points because they, they are, oh, 
I, I forget one the most important for you, dear can, American. Can you tell me what year this happened, just so I understand? Oh, uh, you know, it, it can when, be a rough when, estimate. Sure, that, that this was a continuous process from 2016 up until 2021. Okay, so after uh, after the Trump election, mostly, yes. and after okay. also after Biden election, you know. So the most important point here, dear American audience, listen here. This is not a matter of opinion. I have listed various scholar, scholarly articles, and it is just supply demand. It will make your energies more expensive if. EU is cut off from Russian gas and are forced to buy American gas. I'm just asking, did anyone run on that platform? Hey, we'll make your energies more expensive. I don't think so, but... No, but the, that was partly the reason why Trump and Biden both uh, have allowed more drilling um, since 2018, I want to say, is when it started to kick back up. Uh, of course, you know, covid Notwithstanding, sure. everybody's everybody's output dropped during COVID. So sure, but still stands. You know what I mean? Like you will have uh, the 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 supply demand that that, that is sure. Thing. But you know whether or not that's something. I mean, now we can we can disagree on whether or not that's something that should be endured or not. Right. So uh, now Merkel specifically took all those points away from. American administrations and they didn't care. They've continued pushing these sanctions. That what do you mean took the, the points that away? She you recognized that, them or that, just didn't care? Now, that she recognized that uh, Germany is too dependent on Russia and that they okay, will build that. they will build LNG terminals in order to ship in, if necessary, uh, LNG gas instead of the Russian gas. You know, so you have a competitive market, you know, you don't have a monopoly. And Russia cannot, you know, put that much influence over it. You know, then they recognize that yes, it would leave Ukraine in a bind, and that Germany will, from their pocket, be compensating for any drops in transition fees. Those would not be occurring because don't forget that was plugging a hole in the German energy market, right? So that the the, the transit of the natural gas through Ukraine would should stay the same but if it would not germany would compensate ukraine you know for that and also that they would chip in i believe it was 1 billion euros into uh lng uh, lng terminals in ukraine so they can also ship uh they can buy gas for, on the international markets for for a point of clarity for the for myself and i think as well as the audience though um didn't this lead to the some of the sanctions being lifted on Nord Stream to allow it to continue to be built because of what Precisely. Germany did? Okay, Precisely. so wait, wh why is this a problem? <laughs> wait, wait, wait here, yeah. So first of all, uh, America clearly have shown that they can uh, influence European markets, and Russia is clearly. Uh, dependent on those European markets. But not only that, the Nord Stream never went active. You need to take... This is stupid. I think... You well, know, yeah, the Nord Stream didn't go active because the war kicked off, right? That's no, that's not true. That's not true. It was stopped after it was con uh, uh, finished. Uh, some German internal things that they have recognized that it is not up to standards, not up to law and stuff. Oh, like that. Okay, you cannot okay. have 
corporate structure that the the pipeline cannot be owned by the same people who own yeah, also yeah, the yeah, gas yeah. Okay, that's right, that's right, that's right. And yeah. that happened now, 2019, right? 2021. I think that's what happened. 2021. It was that it was that far in. Yes. Okay. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was a little earlier, but yeah, I do remember yeah. these things happening. Didn't Ger didn't Russia blame the United States for for this as well? Yes. So now, again, now, again, but you need to be you need to hit <laughs> so, the So Germany should have ignored its own internal laws to placate Russia? What about its what about its citizens? Don't doesn't Germany have to also uh balance I, its own internal things I fully, and... I fully i fully agree with you, here with you because here we are getting into optics and what is the difference between what is and how it looks like because you have yeah, a um, paranoia I mean, russia partly... you have a paranoia russia and i'm, I'm sorry like the united states have already given russia a good reason to be paranoid you cannot deny that if you if you admit if you, I can I'm, show. I'm not going to deny it. I just think they're maybe a bit over paranoid, and that is primarily due to Russian sure, history. But um, is it new? Everybody hates one. One follow-up point. Everybody sure. hates uh, Kissinger. Kissinger's a fucking genius. Read his book on world on world order. He explains all of this. It's mm -hmm. so succinct. Like it's a thick book. I have it somewhere. I actually had to rebuy a copy because I accidentally had a nosebleed while I was reading it in Afghanistan. Um, so yeah. Just everybody read the On World Order. It explains all this nonsense and how Russia views the world, and it's very accurate. Sure. And uh, But is it new? Is this worldview of Russia new? They have always viewed it, you know what I mean, as such. Uh, I think there is some differences between how Putin specifically operates within this worldview and other people such as Gorbachev or, or uh, uh, Jesus, Yeltsin and, and others. I think that this worldview has always been a part of Russia, sure. but there are some people that are a bit more real politic with that worldview within the Russia, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the greats, the czars, whatever. Um, and I think Putin is a little bit on the further end of that spectrum. Okay. Now, optics, yeah. You have just can you know what I mean from from Russian perspective, the the Nord Stream two was cancelled and they have obviously blamed America because if I may, they have America was doing something that was incredibly fucked up before that, trying to stop the Nord Stream two, which is none of their fucking business. I'm sorry, I'm you know, and that is me saying. I mean. Okay, so if that's none of their business, then shouldn't some of the former Soviet bloc countries not be any of Russia's business? Why are they in Moldova? No. Why are they in? You cannot <laughs> like... look. I, hey, here, if I may, you know what I mean? Here I'm talking as a European. America should stick to their fucking shit and leave us, you know what I mean? With our intern, with whom we do business. Right, but whenever th oh. whenever there is internal European conflict, it ends up blowing up into a greater war that it, that sucks everybody else in. So yeah, why should be... that be ignored? I mean, if hey, I, I you know there is this budding thing in the United States polity that we're you know fucking uh, what is it, Fortress Americana, the rest of the world can go fuck itself. I mean, if that's the way we want to go about it, fine, but we got to understand what that means. <laughs> we would have to. Go, go a bit, uh, you know, like out of the topic. and, and so it, I, I would just say that I, I think that what is going on in Europe isn't not America's business. It is America's business. 
because America is interconnected. So you wait, 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 wait. So I'm so. sorry. If you are telling telling us, you know, like with whom we can do business and with whom you, we cannot do business, you are acting as a daddy. Is that what you're saying that we cannot make decisions I, for ourselves, bro? You, you're you're acting as a what? I just didn't understand you. You know, like you you are basically saying that. You know, like USB fucking talking into with whom we decide to do business with and with. Oh, I don't think no. it's. I don't think it's that much of a. Um, I don't think it's that much of uh, of a big stick policy that the United States is. Does it have influence? Yes, but this notion that the United States has no uh, material interest or no. Uh, even you know ideological or moral interest in what happens with Europe, I just reject. You know, we're talking about how you know uh, Russia has a material interest in what happens in Germany, what happens in U UK, what happens in, uh, in 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 Scandinavia or whatever else. Whatever happens within its quote unquote sphere of influence, with Czechos well, Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore. Uh, the former Czech Republic, um, uh, Bosnia, uh, Serbia, Kosovo, Albania. Uh, Moldova, et cetera, et cetera. I think I made my point here. I don't want to ramble okay. off all the countries. <laughs> so, so if if U.S. literally threatens, I will I will quote. Senator Ted Cruz sent a letter to various companies in Europe. Say, well, why do I care what? Sorry, I held. Oh, just to be clear, e even if you don't care, he's still a senator of the United States. Just yes. a thought. That's all. There's like plenty of and and and, and the head of of uh, influential committees, etc. So he literally sent a letter in which he said, "Stop work on this pipeline immediately, or face potentially lethal consequences." Yes, Ted Cruz did an idiot thing. Ted Cruz also has to placate his base, just like Russia has to play, just like Putin has to placate his base. If we're going to talk about real politics and talk about how people are supposed to view the world, then we have to understand that people are going but, to do these kind of things in order but, to maintain their power positions. Ru that but that Alaska? doesn't give Russia the authority. You misunderstand. That was uh, the letter, but... U.S. government has also approved of these sanctions against these companies, and how it sure, works. Sure, but is, is that lethal? Because the companies, all all the bank transfers and stuff like that, goes eventually through U.S. banks sooner or later. If U.S. says, "Hey," We say you cannot do business with this company. All the banks will block them. Will freeze yeah, their we, funds. Yeah, we we weaponize the SWIFT system. Yeah, I understand this. Sure. And I'm saying, fuck off. Sure. It's you none can of say, your business. You can say fuck off and you can believe that it's none of our business. But I would counter that it's just as much as our business is what happens, what, what Russia says happens in the UK. Like so if, if we, we're talking about how superpowers act and we're talking about all the ways in which that like we can't talk about morality. We got to talk sure. about who's primarily at fault. And like here, this is just what governments are going to do. And. Like why why and like I don't care about what Ted Cruz okay. said because Ted Cruz is a sitting senator. He doesn't have the a power to actually enact this policy. And if that was around 2016, uh, he was doing that to try to look better than Trump on this issue to the the to the um, very yeah. So I'm done. 20, I, I, 2018 it happened by the way. Or 2018. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So but but my point is still. I think my point still stands. 
So again, you are telling me that you will decide what is best for us. You will no, be I will. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the United States will do things that are in its interest, just like every other country will do things in its interest. And if we're talking about a real politic view of the world, everybody's got to act within the realm of this and change their positions, how they're going to do it. And that can't be used as just Ted Cruz signing this letter can't be used as justification for Putin to invade Ukraine anymore, any more than Putin saying something to his his base his nationalist can be used to try to like sanction nord stream too like if it's either good for the goose or good for the gander or it's not and we have to just deal with it you, i've mentioned that letter as just you know what was basically being told to that to those companies together with those sanctions you know what what it meant and stuff like that how it's viewed you know now i i, I will say this if you if the Nord Stream 2 would go through and f it would not be blocked, the war would not be happening because Russia would have a thing to lose. And then I would say that if that is the case, then why didn't Putin just be like, oh, okay, I understand that you have internal politics that has to be situated. This might take a year, but you want it because I have the you over a barrel. Let's get this done and not invade Ukraine. Because United States of America have clearly shown their ability to interrupt the Russians' interest in Europe, and, and then they and then they, no, they, no, 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 they let him finish, they, let him finish, sorry, let him finish. And, and then Russia was like, "We losing, we losing the this European market sooner or later," because United States of America is far better at this game than we are. They can influence Europe far better than we can. We are losing it sooner or later. I'm saying that's their position. I'm not saying that I agree with it. Yeah? They they were uh, they were stupid about it. Yeah? I, will, I can tell you what, how. We will shift instead of that to China. Fuck Europe. We are cut. We, we are gonna lose it sooner or later. Let's secure our western border. Let's basically get what we can before we lose the ability to defeat Ukraine militarily because Ukraine was getting shipments of weapons more and more was getting stronger. So yeah. there was a that there was from their perspective a ticking time. Ticking time bomb, sorry. My my point is I say so to counter your point in this mm -hmm. is that Merkel ended up convincing the United States. Honestly Merkel's a badass. She's a great leader. Uh for, for Germany, we can quibble about other things, all right? Managed to convince the United States to allow Germany to have Nord Stream 2 and keep Ukraine involved in this. She masterfully played this, and the United States is like, hey, okay, yeah, this makes sense. And that was the yes. plan going forward, right? When Germany had internal politics shift because of not even politics, this is just law. Where, yeah, you know, the United the European Union isn't, isn't Russia. They can't just, you know, Merkel can't just come in and be like, do the thing and do it. There's, there's procedures. Putin's yes. not an idiot. Well, I guess Putin might be an idiot, but exactly. he should have understood <laughs> that that has to go through the process. And if that process is going to go through because the right. United States has already signed off on this because the United States has already uh, did this because we have uh, the Germans over a barrel. We have to allow this to go. If we allow this to go through, we're good. He didn't make that decision. He instead went and decided to invade Ukraine because of 
whatever. I don't even care what the reason is. That is the dumbest decision. And if that's the dumbest decision you can make in that instance, then we can't say that the United States is primarily responsible for the war in Ukraine because Russia fucked up. I'm not saying that they are primarily responsible. That's something like I split it. You know, like free, free, free. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even split it thirty-three percent. That would Russia's okay. set like okay under your thing. Russia's seventy percent of responsible for this because that is ridiculous. It is level of, no. of bra- galaxy brain okay. understanding. Okay. You, let, let, him, let him answer you. Let him answer yeah, you. Yeah, Here's the thing. Yeah? So Nord Stream gets blocked. You're right. In Russia, the nationalists get really strong because they are saying what I have just said that. Russia will lose European markets sooner or later, and they Im- put immense pressure. But on then you Putin. don't. But Listen, then you no, don't. Wait, wait, finish, wait a sec. Wait a sec. And what, what, what was you know what being done? Uh, there was more and more weapons being shipped to Ukraine. Not only there, there were more and more uh, soldiers and and weapons being shipped to Europe. There was, and I will quote: uh, American weapons on. Of unprecedented number being shipped to a strategic port in Alexandropolis in Greece. You've probably didn't hear about it, which is strange because it was just before the war would kick out. You know what I mean? Can, can you repeat that? You said a specific thing about Greece. I just didn't. I didn't understand you. I'm a little yeah, hard of hearing. That was just... sure. Sure. No, I, I bet you know, like it's my also accent because I roll my R's and don't make rah 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 sound. You know, like like you guys. So. <laughs> uh, U.S. was shipping weapons, and I now will quote, of on unprecedented scale to Greek port of Alexandropolis and then shipping them basically to Ukraine. And it is like they are fucking getting ready for war. And here's the, 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 the if I may, where I honestly see it as absolute breakdown of diplomacy. Before the war kickstarted, that was in December 2022. Make sure Putin that you called... uh, clar- make sure that you clarify this quickly because he was waiting to answer you about what you said sure. earlier. Okay, go ahead. Putin called Biden and said, "Look, uh, that, that there's a. By the way, I, I can later fish out the article specifically yeah, about that. Yeah. Putin said, "Hey, give me a promise that Ukraine will not enter NATO, and I will not invade them." Biden to to which responded, I cannot give that promise, you know, or I or I will not give that promise. Now, it's stupidity of the because you can condition that promise be if you don't invade Ukraine, they will we will not get them into NATO. You can't make that promise because the president doesn't have the authority to make that promise. Putin should have understood this. Also, also that the Ukrainian constitution, if and I'm almost certain i'm not mistaken but there's 10 percent doubt so i won't say for certain entirely also says that they would not join nato um in a military alliance uh it's not officially true. in a capacity that's, no, think, no no or that was being talked about it. yes so so that, that should uh, be precisely opposite. <laughs> yeah go ahead they had the, it before that the, they had the desire to join nato i will i will fish it out you know like later on and and when uh, Putin invaded. Zelensky basically said, "Hey, hey, hey! Oof, pull back. We will basically we will say that we don't want to enter NATO." But that was a promise that Zelensky couldn't again deliver. The same as Biden couldn't deliver on that promise. But if I may, you are way too much caught up on the technicality of it. There could have been an official procedure 
negotiations between the United States of America and Russia to basically say, hey, Ukraine, we will stay with NATO out of Ukraine. But Russia already did not believe these official statements because of the expansion of NATO in the 90s to include Poland. No, these 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 negotiations are already a thing that the United States has done and reneged on. So these negotiations that you're you're suggesting that would have maybe placated Putin, I don't think would have actually placated Putin. And I think he was just trying to buy time. Um, But that's me. Yeah, there you are correct. It might not have been. We will never find out. You know what I mean? Now that was maybe, maybe the nationalists gave Putin, "Hey, you get them fucking, you know, sign some kind of piece of paper. We will, you know, what I mean, chill the fuck out." So, so do you? So do you think when when Putin came to Biden with this request, he just needed something to show the nationalists? Is that what Quite you possibly it, like? We, we will never know. You know what I mean? Okay, like, uh, we, we won't know. But that that's a that's sure. a high possibility. You okay? Um, to me, I don't think that is. Uh, but I can it, reasonable people can disagree on it, so I'm not going to fight over it. Sure. Yeah. So here's and, a question from the audience: um, What is your solution, Cipher? So, solution to what exactly? We've been talking about the 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 complications yeah. of this entire thing, and I think we got both sides of the arguments really well on this. So kudos to Logical for being uh, very well prepared um, for this. Actually, uh, I, I would really like to apologize curious. because I'm not nearly as good. Uh, like I, I prefer to do content because I can prepare. Sure, and, sure. And, like squeeze it and and, and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I have a bit tr- trouble here, you know, like explaining everything. Yeah, no, I think you've, you've done very, very well, though. Um, so I just need a little bit more clarity on this. Ending the war? Okay, oh. I think I... Um, well, yeah, yeah, is that what you're suggesting, Darla? Or, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and yeah, ending the war. Go ahead. And I, I, if I may also... Well, you, well, you're both going to get an opportunity to answer that, um, but you know, just, just want to be clear, actually, because that was also what was in the super chat from Tam, so maybe we could save that inf- until like maybe the last 10 minutes. Um, finish what your point was, Paul, because I do want to get, we have about a half hour left. Yeah. I want to get into the, sure. was there a coup? Uh, so, so Scrappy has a good point. And uh, again, I'm not the best at this. Uh, Biden could have absolutely pressured uh, NATO that they would veto because all the power lies ultimately with president of the United States. They have a veto over any new member. Uh, they they do, but I don't think that power rests within the president to just veto that. Uh, I could be wrong. I might be that's wrong about that one. But even if Biden's like, oh, yeah, I'll veto it, that's going to have its own ram- political ramifications Absolutely. in the United States. It could have it would have easily led to him losing the election, the 20 election in 2024. So making any kind of determination of that whatsoever is just going to backfire. Oh. And so I don't think it would have been believed. Uh, by anybody, like to be honest, I don't think the nationalists would have believed either. They would have wanted something like in a treaty or whatever, and that just um, was not going to happen. Cipher, if I may ask you, if I would convince you of basically what I'm trying to do with my documentary is track the people that I believe are responsible, specifically people, not governments, yeah? specifically people are tracking and I take it as police and investigation and I look at what they have been doing throughout the history, what were their moves and stuff like that, you know. And uh-huh. I, I believe that, that I have a strong point to make that they have been responsible for the 96 stolen uh, Russian president or okay. you know, Russian presidential election, yeah. The support to Chechen fighters. <laughs> they have been also responsible for Iraq war. Uh, neocons, by the way, if you are fishing, you know, 
Well, no, I know neocons. Yeah, I, I yeah. understand what you're getting at. Yeah, uh, they have been also responsible to a degree for Georgian, Russian-Georgian war, to a degree. I'm not saying completely, but it's basically the same thing, you know, pushing NATO down everyone's throat, even if they don't want it. Uh, they have been responsible for a Libyan civil war. They have been responsible for Syrian civil war and also for mm. the fucking Maidan because they, they have popped up there too. By the way, yeah. guys, this is a compliment on the conversation. People are enjoying it, so that, that that's a good sign. So Good. Continue. Uh, Cypher, did you have a reply to what he just said? Uh, not, can if you I would convince, your if, if I would yeah. convince you that all of these things are true, basically, successfully. Sure. And my point, I'm sorry, I didn't make it completely. It's yeah, that's what I'm like. Yeah, we basically take things for granted from our governments to a big degree. We trust them sure. way too much and we Probably. don't investigate. I'm saying is, I'm trying to raise enough questions as to what the fuck were we doing there and then we should look closer into it because a lot of these things are classified and I'm mm -hmm. saying that they are not necessarily in mine, in yours, in everyone's self-interest and that sometimes, rather more often than not, they are downright fucking evil and we should I mean... verify, we should not trust that much. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily trust the U.S. government um, sure. in all these things. I, I just I'm having a hard time understanding what your question to me exactly is. If I um, would convince you that U.S. there were specifically people responsible for all those things that I've named, okay. all those wars and stuff like that. Specific so people that, like Rumsfeld, Bush, whatever, right? I, these are not people you're necessarily blaming, but you know, I get what you're saying. Sure, yeah. Okay. If I would to, to point a finger and say that these people have been always around and have uh -huh. interesting, you know, like I'm not taking conspiracies, I'm talking about literally sure. proven things and stuff like that. I'm just I got connecting you. the dots. Yeah. If I would connect all those dots and convince you that they have been to a degree to more or less a degree responsible for all those wars, all that bloodshed, would you be like, you know what? Maybe we should fucking look closer, you know what I mean, on this thing. I mean, I think everybody should look closer. So, yeah. yeah, if you can make that point, go for it. Like, I'll, I'd watch it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I literally, you know, it, I literally but... can't hear. I'm working on it for a, for a year, again. Yeah, and it's 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 immensely complex. Yeah. Okay, so I guess then with the because now you know we're we're getting down to the last half hour. I really want to hear you guys hash out the question of was there a coup in Ukraine or not. Um, okay. I'm gonna let Paul start. And then Cypher, if you need yeah. to make any clarifications, go right in ahead. Can can we just have a point of clarity? So sure. uh, th is there's a difference between a coup and a revolution, right? Just to make sure everybody is on the same page. So yeah. yes. Okay. So when we're when we're dealing with this, Paul, if make sure that you're clear in defining exactly what it was. Okay. I will make the first broad and ask Cypher if he agrees with that. Uh, if I would say that someone got control of the media riled up people uh, like specifically funded groups that were uh, radical and have have killed many many people uh, in order to specifically rile up the crowd to the crowd then overthrowing the government would you call that a coup or would you call that a revolution that's a hard one i would need to know more specifics it leans towards a soft coup if people right. know the difference between the two um but not necessarily in and of itself okay. 
They're so, not, there's and particulars. Especially, especially if these people who give the funding, etc., come from abroad of that country, that they want a regime change themselves. That would you I call mean, there's still the there's still the what is it? Uh, uh, the if agency. May, That's what I'm looking for. Right. So there's still the agency of the people that are involved that are doing it. And maybe those grievances, like you said uh, previously, those grievances might be actually um, true. Right. And so if they're true, we can't necessarily remove the agency from the people that are doing it, even if there was undue, undue um, influence being done from overseas. Okay. Um, would you uh, like, oof, if I, I would have to send you on Twitter we, later than a bit, you know, if you would watch it and stuff like that. Um, but I will make this point, yeah, and, and we can get into evidence later. Uh, the US government was specifically funding literal neo Nazis who wanted to overthrow uh, the government at the time. That was Yanukovych. Mm -hmm. Which, um, so you say the U.S. and then so yeah, which, 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 which agency, uh, which, na which groups and then uh, NGOs, and then National Endowment for Democracy. For Democracy. That's the one. Yeah, I that remember, is specifically yeah. funded through about by state, state department. And yep. if I may, this is not me saying this is themselves mm -hmm. who said it in 91, yeah. I believe. Yeah. The operate, they the, are um, offshoot yeah. of CIA specifically to overthrow governments. I, I, again, I can fish it up somewhere, you know what I mean, after the discussion. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that, that was the director said it himself. Yeah. Now, it's like I could see steam coming out of your ears. Are you sure you're okay <laughs> with that cipher? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Oh, okay, no, I didn't mean you were I'm mad. It was just like it was no, the, no. The, the thought bubble was processing over your head like we were yeah. in a video game or something. It's okay, mm -hmm. go ahead. I got it. Yeah, so you have a, a lot of support for for literal neo Nazis. Yeah, you then have a justified. You know what I mean. This is, by the way, uh, you need to understand how U.S. government operates in this. They don't manufacture crises most of the time. They just amplify them. That they are, you know what I mean, like specifically homegrown. But like, they like the Ru like the Russians did in Eastern Ukraine. Precisely. Actually, okay. yeah. Specific, very, very, very precisely, yeah. And they have been there. Have been these protests against the government, and someone, at one point, started shooting protesters, a sniper. Yes. Yes. Now and you have that mentioned was claimed to be by the police, at least from the the, the investigations Correct. that have been done. That Whether or not claimed. we can believe those investigations or not is another I, story, I, and there is a lot of stuff that we don't know. Yeah, um, so there is front, there is reason to be uh, skeptical. Right, I lay in front of you the facts, and we can then later on, for example, you can ask me if I have the receipts, because again, time constraints. Yeah. Uh, Someone was shooting the people. Now, there was an intercepted call, not between Newland and, and, and Piat, but between two EU officials, where uh, a man, I believe he was foreign minister to Estonia, guys who really hate Russians, and who was calling with EU official and was saying, hey, I met this doctor, and she was telling me that how the people are shot, both the police and the protesters, it's the same fucking handwriting. The same caliber, the same rifle, it's the fucking same. And 
what the EU lady basically said was, oof, we need to look closer to that, but we should keep it quiet. Now, this is literally conspiracy here. You know what I mean? That's not any, uh, like you have a beginning stages of conspiracy, literally, because if they need to keep it quiet, it, I don't know if it's true or not, because well, I don't there's think a, can... There's a, a reasonable explanation. Well, not a reasonable explanation. There is a... Oh, that's the best. I'm going to flub how I'm going to explain this uh, just because mm -hmm. I don't have the right words for me with me right now. But there is a reasonable expectation of why they would need to keep it quiet, because if there's an investigation going on, whatever they find, whether it's true or not, and if it's public, it's going to seed doubt into whatever, because politics is stupid. So while the investigation is going on, it's the same reason why we don't reveal information when we investigate criminals and everything else in the United States. And while investigation is going on, you don't want to you don't want to accidentally bias the audience and potential sure. uh, jurors or whatever have you. So it's them seeing saying they need to keep it hush hush. I don't I don't see as a necessary uh, budding of a conspiracy. That is more just a re an acknowledgement of the reality of okay. what can happen in these investigations. That is, that is fair enough. Yeah. Now. Uh, there have been, I can, uh, I'm actually looking for it right now. I was idiot that I didn't prepare it. Um, uh, there was a journalist who was uh, filming and who was shot at or just over his head from Hotel Ukraine where foreign journalists were located. And he said that he's seen uh, a guy that had the uniform and stuff like that of protesters and the hotel Ukraine was at the time in hands of protesters. Doesn't mean anything that could have been someone, for example, uh, clad, be basically false flagging it. Yeah, so it could have been, it could have been, um, you know, accelerationist exist, right? So there's reason to, there's reason to, like I said, there's reason to be skeptical. I'm not going to say there's sure. any, any, I'm not going to say somebody is being unreasonable, immoral, etc., cetera, uh, for being a little head scratchy on this uh, because every, the things on the ground were very fluid and we don't have all the facts and reasonable mm -hmm. people can disagree on it. Um, if some Nazi decided to like, let's shoot at some protesters because then it will win. Hey, that's, Maybe. that's a very reasonable possibility. Um, I don't think the United States was directly involved in that. Um, but yeah. Could be. So, and now uh, you move on. Now the, the government collapses. There is, a, as I mentioned, the vote, the anti-constitutional vote on banning sure. the Russian language. But I forgot to mention there who was doing the security, who was surrounding all those guys. You know, what uh, I mean? That was the whatever party it was. The, the... Svoboda. Yeah, the the, the neo Nazis, the Nazi the neo Nazi yes. group, the the Banderites, so, right? So That's what they, how they can are. you tell me? How can you tell me it's not overthrowing of a government when the because you can have different you can have different let groups. With... Let him finish. Let him finish. Okay, Rob, if if you have you know specifically the U.S. government is working with neo Nazis. I'm not saying with pro democracy guys. That would be fine. You know what I mean? That would be filling your narrative or not yours, maybe Adams and Sitches. You know what I mean? That U.S. is just a fucking good benefactor, etc. Why in the fuck were they working with neo Nazis? Not 
literal fucking neo-Nazis. Because Why? the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and desperate groups are going to end up pulling together in order sure. to push and there you go. thing. That's going to always be the case. And I don't understand what yeah. this proves. So, U.S. is working with Svoboda Party. There is a shooting of snipers that shoot at both sides, which is something that Putin would definitely not do because it is it just riles the crowd up. It will result in overthrow of the government. Who would do that? As you said, maybe some neo-Nazi, maybe someone, hey, maybe completely indirected, unguided. Yeah. But you then end up with a parliament surrounded and protected by armed Svoboda militias. How is it not overthrowing of a government when you have literally? Like, I, I don't. Okay, so I don't. So to me, the we can we both agree that the government was overthrown. What we disagree right. is whether or not it was a Western-backed coup that overthrew the government. So what the reason why I say we can't? Well, I don't believe it's a Western-backed coup. It's because all these desperate groups were all working together, and not all, every single one of them were in line with what the United States okay. wanted. That's why I'm saying that. Not only that, not only that is that when Yanukovych, right? That's the person. That's the right. No, that's yes, not, that's correct. Yeah, Yanukovych. Okay. So when Yanukovych uh, originally said, "Okay, we're going to go with the EU," that group put like that desperate group that everybody wanted to be closer to Europe was like, "Yes, my man, let's go, let's do it," right? And then, what is it? A year and a half, two years later, he's like, "Oh, never mind." Now. Why he said, uh, never mind. Hey, the Russian deal was pretty good, but that doesn't mean it was the best deal. And we can't know for certain whether or not Putin himself gave Yanukovych extra money, security, told him that you can stay in power for his life as long as he does this. We can't know any of those, of those instances either. Right. So that's why I say this is not necessarily, and I lean towards it not being, okay. and when I say lean, 90%. Lean to it not being a Western-backed coup because of all this stuff that okay. actually happened. Right, and so here's the here's the thing. Because EU was negotiating, Maidan protests happen. There's shit tons of violence, but no shooting yet. But you know what I mean? It's like very like it's quite hard clashes between the police and the protesters. You know, they throw yeah, a break. People- yeah, it, people it, in it, like it, armor and shit, like sure, and, yeah. uh, but no one is shooting at anyone. EU is getting involved and is pr- trying to figure out, negotiate a position, mm-hmm. uh, basically compromise between the government and the protesters. Hey, Yanukovych sure. will stay in power, etc., etc. You know what I mean? We'll keep a uh, big, big Russian bear happy and stuff like that. You know, everyone wins. Who comes in fucking picture? Victoria, fuck the EU, Newland. That was you know after what? that call happened already. After the government yes. was being was in the process of being overthrown, sure. and when I say in the process of being overthrown, I mean they were storming the capital. The, they were storming the, the presidential pol- palace, palace, and that phone call was specifically being handled because they were trying to understand what their agreed position was okay. to represent the United States in the intersection between the EU and Russia. That and they said, happened. "Fuck the EU," <laughs> because that was just the the United States' position. I that said, doesn't prove. I, that it was a U.S. Baku. I said she popped up. I didn't say the call happened yet. She was there. And what she was doing was, A, publicly winning hearts and minds by literally fucking giving out bread. And then 
the shooting happened. And now why I'm, I'm specifically mentioning that is because there's a fucking CIA handbook on how to overthrow a government that was being distributed back in the day to contrast. But there are two things sure. that you need to do. Win hearts and minds. Yeah. And f- make martyrs. Fire at your own guys. Sure. What happened? That's that's a public book, though. That doesn't necessarily mean sure. that the CIA is directly prove. involved. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't prove prove. anything. Sure. Right. So you have you're, to look at you have to look at what you have to look at what gains the United States did with how the okay. the stuff went down, and then you have to look at how those desperate in those desperate groups that were fighting for the Correct. same cause, which are not all in agreement, on how those the the same cause that all these groups because it's a little bit in stuff that I've seen. So uh, these groups all agreed, we want to be with the EU. We want to be closer to EU. The president has to go. Right. Other than that, how the government would be set up, what its uh, pol- politics would be, how much integration the rest of the Russian ethnic Russians would be in. None of, those people didn't agree sure. on most of that stuff. Like I majority of the stuff they didn't agree. But- and they didn't agree with how the U.S. wanted, and the U.S. didn't get everything – Nobody's going to get everything they want, but the U.S. got less of what it wanted than if it was installing a puppet government and facilitating an actual coup. I'm done. I'm done. You can feel. You are correct. But what happened as a result, the Nord Stream 2 was fucking canceled. And then it was rebrought online while the civil war was going on and Russia actively supporting the civil war. I'm saying that if you look... If you take, you know what I mean, Nord Stream, and by the way, this is not me saying that U.S. wants, you know, Europe move away from Russia. And it's the U.S. This is a known position. Everybody agrees with precisely. this. Russia agrees it with is the very EU open. The US it is a very, very open, open position. And if you look at, if I make the point, yeah. So, and by the way, I'm not trying to prove anything. Yeah, I will explain in a bit later. Yeah? Just but, to be clear, you have about, about two minutes more minutes. Before I sure. ask you guys what you think the solutions to the war are, and then we'll be done. Yeah, so. okay. So if you take it all, you know what I mean? The people that the U.S. is buddy-buddy specifically end up in fucking power. Those are neo-Nazis. As you said, enemy of my enemy. But they were very much enemy. Whose was their enemy? Then you have just said it. And that was Yanukovych's government. They wanted them overthrown. Isn't that okay. the case? You know what I mean? And because that was the position, that was the position of Svoboda Party. They wanted Yanukovych gone. You know what I mean? I think the United States Russia. would have been perfect. I think the United States would have been perfectly fine with Yanukovych staying in as long as he, well, um, not as long as that's a poor way to say it. Would have been perfectly fine with staying in had the EU been able to maneuver that position to where everybody won. I think that right. would have been the United but, States' final because specifically. This is when Obama was in office. This was during the great re- – this was during Clinton's great reset with Russia. This was Obama placating Russia. This was Obama saying, hey, <laughs> hey, Mitt Romney, the 80s wants its foreign policy back. And then everybody's like, see you when it yeah. turned out to be bullshit. But anyways. <laughs> right. But OK. So so you have the people that U.S. was buddy-buddy end up with power. The people who – U.S. was buddy buddy, end up armed and surrounding the people, the parliament that votes. Right? Would you disagree with that? It doesn't prove anything. But my point in this entire and what I have kind of hinted at before is, the U.S. position, the official West's position is that Ukraine 
was done completely, uh, sorry, the, the Maidan was done by Ukrainian people without the influence of the West. I say, okay. Was it without influence of the West? Or okay, is that the official position? I, I don't want to. Okay, yeah, that they have not been assholes. It was all democracy, freedom, etc. Right? Well, well, no. I, I think the I think the the way to go about this would be saying is, did it's the United States have a have a uh, an interest within Ukraine? Yes. So, did the United no. States work for that interest? Yes. That does not mean that the United States funded back and do a coup. Now, I, I said that what they say about Euromaidan is that it was completely. Ukrainian revolution, that they have not been doing anything fucking shady, you know what I mean, to do that coup. To which I would say that, okay, let us fucking verify it. If you say you have not been involved, we, all the people, should demand that there is everything declassified when it comes to fucking Ukraine 2000. Yeah, that's, in I don't think that's tenable. I, I, I agree that it should become maybe declassified eventually. I don't know if that's a tenable position to hold right now at this if, juncture. Yeah, but why not? Because we have not been you said Because you all. said everything. Because everything would Close include everything, things that yeah. are... Okay, so, yeah. so what... So would a summary suffice without giving methods, active things like that, without names... Would be questionable. Yeah, I, look, that, that those are details. Yeah, but basically, that is my position that we should verify that we should all demand. Because I will ask you this: Is it plausible? Not if it's proves, but as I laid everything that there was U.S.-sponsored coup in Ukraine in 2014. Is it plausible? Plausible is is uh, is too loose of a word. I would say there's probably a 20% chance of you being uh, you being correct, and uh, in my opinion, so okay. there's a pleasure possibility, not a very high possibility. So it is a Russian roulette, basically. We are playing Russian roulette here. That that is the likelihood of that. 20%. I mean, that's always going to be the the case, right. isn't it? And we can't know for certain. And right, so... and we should we should fucking verify because I'm sorry if it was the the case. That U.S. Was, I think, I think even if the United, sorry, finish. If it's the case that U.S. was specifically sponsoring neo-Nazis in order to shoot up protesters and police in Ukraine in order to have a coup, that is fucking evil, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's going to be evil. But right now, we don't have any. In my opinion, we don't even have enough evidence right now to question if that was what the case was. When okay. I mean my question, I, th I mean, like, yeah, like, that's really fucked up, and we need to, like, super investigate it, because it's more than likely not that the United States was directly involved with this. I don't think there's enough evidence and for that. And if I may, one last thing. And I'm not saying that's your position, to be clear. Yeah. I want the audience to yeah. understand that. I'm not saying that is your position. And Ukraine, after the Maidan happened, the Ukraine government did two things. They said a general amnesty to anyone uh, in, in clashes with police, which, okay, fine, that is reasonable. Yeah. But they have destroyed all the files in regards to the police that got shot. Who, who, is, who destroyed all those files? Uh, Ukrainian government. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. I don't agree with that. So, so uh, it almost sounds yeah. like I need to get, like, get you guys on here just to talk about this. Um. <laughs> well, I would need to do a bit more research on this because there are some things so you mentioned that I have that I have not uh, heard before. Um, everybody, there's just too much information out there to get everything. Um, it's not 
not saying one way or the other. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm not paying attention to the chat at all, and and Cypher, you too. If you want, uh, if you have questions for sources or anything, uh, I would ask that you either ask now in here in chat or hit me up on Twitter or something like that. I'll be more than happy to to give the sources to you. Yeah, V Radio, if you can drop both of our Twitters into the chat for the audience. I can, then, yeah, uh, I can, I can totally do that. Um, I have yeah, your YouTube channels in there. Um, okay, so we're now down to the last bit here. Um, I want to be sure you guys both have kind of an opportunity to talk about this, and I want to thank you both for coming on for sure. Um, the conversation was very uh, popular with people, and I, I hope that people recognize and take a moment to understand that. It, yeah, okay, maybe there's a, an audience out there for watching two people call each other names and act like six year, you know, sixth graders or something cyberbullying each <laughs> other on the internet. But I think that we got a lot more done, and that's what dialectic is, is that these two people are actually trying to learn about the situation. They're, they're not allowing themselves just to be emotionally attached to their position, which is the reason why I respect both of them, which is why they're on my stream. So um, please feel free to check out their channels. Again, um, I can't promise that you'll agree with everything they say or that anything that they say is similar to what I say. But if you've been listening to V Radio long enough, then you know that that's not even my objective. My objective is to get people to think. So the question that the $10 Super Chat was about was, gentlemen, um, what do you think is the best possible solution to this war? How how do we get out of this mess? I'm going to start with Cypher. That's hard. Best possible solution? Well, to me, the best possible solution is Russia getting the fuck out. <laughs> they don't have any moral justification for being involved at all, which is why I'm laughing because I know that's not where they're going with it. Um, to to answer the, the question probably a little bit clearer, um, there will be a negotiated settlement at some point. Right now, there is no uh, incentive for Russia to be in that negotiated settlement right now, nor is there a reason for Ukraine to be in that negotiated settlement. Why? Specifically because Russia is currently losing, not gaining territory, and is in a weaker position, so they don't have a reason to come to the table. Um, Ukraine, because it is winning and is taking back territory and actually you know, doing fairly well in Western Ukraine, where the war is not being done, don't have a reason to go to the negotiating table either. Um, and that is would be the case even without the continued U.S. support, simply because Russia has depleted much of its munitions, unless China got involved uh, with sending the munitions and tanks and the like all as well, in which case then that would justify the United States continuing its support uh, in as long as China continued its support. Um, even even though I believe that the United States is morally justified in continuing its support for Ukraine, since Ukraine is the victim of an aggressor. Uh, I follow just war theory on this, and that is why I think that way. Now to, um, yeah, they just took a, you're, Scrappy, you're going to have to look at a lot more of what's going on on the ground to understand the strategic implications of what you're talking about. Right now, it seems like the, uh, the, uh, uh, the Wagner group is being surrounded. They're losing territory on the ends, but gaining it in the middle because what it appears to be is that Ukraine is surrounding 
that middle area that they have in Bakhmut, and they are going to uh, push in and take the rest of them. They're trying to cut off the Wagner group from the rest of the, Ukra uh, the rest of the Russian forces, and it has looked like it is succeeding. So you can't just look at what territory is being gained and lost on a case-by-case -case basis. You have to look at the overall movement of troops and the supply chains and everything else like that. And right now it's not going in Russia's favor. Partly because of uh, infighting with Russia, uh, specifically the Russian general forces and the Wagner group. Um, to answer the actual question, though, sorry, I know I'm, I'm being long-winded here, and I'll, I'll try to wrap it up. Um, I think eventually what will happen is that we might see a slight federation of Ukraine. Um but that's not uh, what Russia wants. Um, if we can convince Russia to take that deal, I think that's probably what will end up happening. And uh, Ukraine will be territorially whole, not being in NATO, and Russia won't be able to have access to Eastern Ukraine's vast natural gas resources. So that is what I think is going to end up being the best solution. And to continue to get that best solution, Ukraine has to continue to make grains. So that's where I'm at. So real quick, folks, um, because people have pointed out that a lot of people are listening and maybe we're not aware of this. I'm running a non-scientific poll. And when viewing this poll, be, of course, you know, aware of the fact that, you know, my audience is more familiar with Paul than they are with Cypher. Um, but my Discord is certainly <laughs> familiar with Cypher. But um, there is a poll, uh, you know, who do you feel is more correct about Ukraine currently going on on my YouTube channel? Um, and with that said, uh, Paul, what do you see as far as the end to the war? if there could be one. You're muted, Paul. Do apologize for that. Uh, would you, my solution or how, how it will end up? Because those are two different things. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, do, you, do you think there is a solution? <laughs> I mean, you can comment that, on both. I, I, just, I, answered, I answered both. Oh, okay. Uh, so my solution, which uh, historically there is precedence for it working from my country specifically, uh, but it is it will be very unpopular in the West. But I would rather uh, that that people would focus on the pragmatism and 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 view it as you are saving lives ultimately, and that is the the, the utmost priority if that is the case. What this war have demonstrated is that Russia, minus their nuclear capabilities, and that is big question mark if they have even proper nuclear capabilities, uh, Europe has nothing to be afraid of from Russia. They've get, got their asses handed to them decisively on the battlefield many, many, many times and are arguably uh, the second best army in Ukraine as of now. Um, so I would propose a compromise if it would be all to me and and I would be the supreme authority or supreme advisor or whatever would be that Ukraine will retain all its territory minus Crimea but Crimea uh, but all the territory uh, territorial waters and all the rich resources would stay with Ukraine but because the I have not yet seen a war where there have not been reprisals by the victors against the perceived perpetrators. And I can almost guarantee you that, that there would be quite a few massacres uh, in eastern Ukraine if Ukraine is to win 
yeah. that is a historical record. And there is, there is one exception that worked for a established and clear peace because that would be just sowing seeds for civil war and insurgencies and stuff like that. And that is to remove the ethnic population and mass to to Russia by making basically decision. You either stay here and this pronounce you being Ukrainian or you move away in a certain period of time because that would be uh, that would be like also placating the nationalists in Ukraine because they are still very very uh, powerful and they actually want to get uh, rid of Russians in, in Ukraine so that would be basically one way how to make them shut up about losing Crimea now Russia would not go for this unless one condition and that is if all of eu would leave nato and found their own uh military organization without the united states of america those are things that would stop this war and obviously continue uh export of natural resources to to eu etc etc those are things that would stop this war with basically immediately, but I'm not saying they are moral. I'm not highly don't. I'm not so sure that they are politically attainable. But they would meet uh, everyone's uh, core demands and not cross anyone's uh, red lines. Now, how it will end up? Well, uh, Russia is continuing to get their asses handed on 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 the battlefield, but. Basically, they have more blood to spare. Ukraine has more ha- hardware to spare. It is now a question who will run out of what first. So that's um, kind of like what I think, from what I can see, is that the only thing I see happening, whether it's ideal or not, is that it's going to come down to who runs out of money first, just like you see in Vietnam. And, you know, it's like a question of, like, which country finally decides, okay, I've had enough of this. And... I, unfortunately, the the end game of that, I don't I don't know the end answer to that part. Ru- yeah, Russia oh. is probably banking on, on on American presidential elections. Russia mm. is banking on. I agree. Uh, Logical and I don't really disagree on what the most likely solution is going to be. Um, there's already talks in Europe about forming its own military alliance without having to rely so much on the U.S. I don't on- know if Russia would agree that that actually placates. Uh, their fear of NATO or what have you, um, mm-hmm. even if NATO dissolved because this thing comes up. Um, I don't know if that necessarily would, would right. placate them, but yeah. If I may, you know, as a European, I would prefer this option even, you know, uh, to basically uh, build up our own strength and break ties, you know, in, in this manner with the uh, United States, not to become rivals or anything like that, you know, just to basically be like yeah okay we go our own ways you know when it comes to military and alliances and stuff like that and it is from historical precedence because my people specifically have been abandoned by our allies in world war ii and as a result we have ended up you know like subjugated by nazi germany and uh i don't i don't trust others that they would come to our uh to, to save us in time of need and there is also plenty of to say because i have a problem with NATO on moral basis as their actions in Libya 
because that was beyond fucked up what they did that and i don't want that blood on my hands so yeah I th- go, go ahead, ahead finish no you, you finish and i'll and i'll no, this is not pertinent to the rest of the conversation. I don't want to get into another debate, so it's fine. Oh, sure. no. It sounds like, uh, though, I, I do like listening to the two of you um, debate with each other, and I, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this as much as it seems the audience has, and I hope that people start to get more of a taste for this kind of actual wholesome, real exchange of uh, views and debate. Um, I think both of you guys did a very good job. And, you know, again, my poll is obviously going to be skewed in some ways. Um, if you have not voted in the poll, there is only 15 votes uh, currently cast and 24 people watching. So please take your opportunity to vote on the poll before I close it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, I am planning on having a Sunday show on a regular basis with a friend of mine named Hoot, who is a right-leaning libertarian and I'm a left-leaning libertarian. We'll be discussing uh, current events um, you know, and, and issues as they pop up. I'm going to be doing that uh, probably every Sunday um, we need to be flexible about it because I'm a sports coach and I'll have events on certain days and he's a family man too. So, um, you know, please make sure you tune into that. If you guys would like me to moderate other debates, please give me, you know, give me an opportunity to do so. This was much easier than I think it would have been on many of the Twitch panels that Cypher and I have been on together. You know, but I just, the, the primary point is just that if, if we're talking over top of each other or if we're comparing our ability to insult and zinger each other, the actual information that's trying to be presented is, is not getting to the audience. And unfortunately, that's really what that's about. If I'm trying to make fun of you as a person, it's because I don't really want the audience to be thinking about the things you're saying. That doesn't mean you're right. It just means you're good at like, you know, distracting from the point. And that's what it is that I'm trying to get, you know, get out of. So <clears throat> anyway, um, both of you guys do an outro and then I will close my poll. Um, uh, go ahead, Cypher. I was going to let Logic go since uh, oh, yeah, I went first ahead. for the intro. Yeah, sure. Go okay. ahead. Very much. Uh, first of all, thank you for you know, meeting me. It was a rather spiritual and quite fun debate or discussion. Um, we, to, to a big portion, we disagree on things, but I have a feeling that it is rather, we would have to have a sit down over a beer over many, many hours and talk this out, you know. If only we could have political conversations like that again. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I think uh, eventually we would uh, settle, you know, like that that we each have, have valid points and we should verify. We should not trust. We should verify from our governments because they've done fucked up shit before. And we thank you very much. Uh, no, sorry. I, I don't want to also point that i'm putting a zinger i'm sorry it was maybe uh maybe unfounded you know like so cypher thanks a lot you know that was definitely fun and yeah to audience i apologize if my performance is not the best i'm not the best at, you did uh, okay life things and, and etc I, I, I think even your opponent told you you did very good so <laughs> I, I think you're fine don't don't get insecure on me but uh, I don't know that's secure now. See, Cypher even had to adjust his hair, you know, like he had to adjust his hair. That's that's how good of a job he did. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I can see the anime wind blowing his hair. (laughs) Right. Okay. Anyway, so Cypher, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, thanks, V-Radio, for being a moderator and jumping in when needed. I greatly appreciate that. Um, I can be long-winded, so thanks again on that one. Uh, for everybody that's watching, Logical did very well. This was a good discussion. 
take everything we both say with a grain of salt, trust, but verify. We're not operating in bad faith here, but you know, do your own research. And by that, I mean, actual research. Don't go look up a YouTube video by some rando and take what they say. Cause you trust them. Go look at source materials if you can. Um, so you can find me again at crowdsourced politics, both on YouTube and Twitch. You can find me at crowdsourced poll on Twitter. And if you do Mastodon at CSP cipher at federated press, I do these. Uh, I want to do these more often. I'm going to be redoing some shows. I'm going to be doing actual essay content. Um, if you watch any of my expert excerpts from my newscast, you can see it's a bit more essay than news live cast. But yeah, uh, that's where you can catch us. And this was great. Uh, I want to do these more. So V Radio, if you find somebody else, go for it. Yeah, by all means. And um, you know, like I said, I just I think that people should get smarter when they listen to something, not more stupid. And I think that's one of the reasons why I said for over the years is the reason why, for example, so many of my viewers don't even really know uh, or don't have a good handle on my personal politics is that I'm so sick of like people getting so tribal to the point where the facts can actually be uh, obscured because you don't want your tribe to lose. Right. Like, you know, uh, it was actually Paul who made an excellent point once. Like, how can you guys even in the United States have any hope of having like real conversations about substantive issues like Medicare for all or whatever? If you can't even agree that Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot black people, you know, like it's stuff like, you know, we, we have to be able to have like a basic grasp of the facts before we can move into all of that. And that's why I say, you know, my content is of value to both the right and the left. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this debate. And by all means, um, if there's anybody else you'd like to see throw down, you know, I'm very even handed, but I'm also very firm. It wasn't necessary here. This is like babysitting two kids who are very good, well behaved. <laughs> that that's meant to be a compliment um as opposed to like you know literally i was ready like i got a timer i'll put it up publicly this guy's talking for two minutes you're stopping now if you're not stopping i'm muting you i'm willing to do that if i'm not if necessary i'm just hoping that it won't be most of the time so thank you guys very much for tuning in today and um please make sure you know like as i said uh we put the twitter up and i'll make sure i throw that in the descriptions um because these guys have both said that you can reach out to them on twitter and I also have their channels already in the description for at least for the YouTube side of things. Um, you know, I, I will also try to throw Cypher's Twitch on. The, are you more active on Twitch than you are on YouTube? I, I live stream to both, but I am probably going to end up taking as taking off the live streams on YouTube. I, I don't know. I haven't decided fully yet that it's hard for me to maintain my audience. Uh, it's very sporadic on both. Yeah, I know, I know YouTube, how that sometimes is for more sure. On Twitch, so. so. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Um, and as I said, uh, I have a, actually another upcoming stream with Lier Keith. She's a feminist activist from kind of the previous generation. She and I are going to be continuing our conversation about what happened to feminism and uh, upcoming stuff. I'm still talking to David Thibodeau, who is a survivor from the Waco incident, about coming on at some point. If there is any topic you want me to cover, please feel free to ask. Um, I will look into it. I can't promise I can always get high profile guests, but I usually have pretty good luck with that. And thanks again for tuning in, everybody. I'm going to end the live. You guys can stick around for just a second to say goodbye to each other off stream, off stream and I will talk to you all later.